Since when do you need to fucking KYC to use Bybit? What is this bullshit? Bro, bro, I just told you, literally, you can go on Intent X, it's on base, and you can trade, and you get 25x leverage decentralized on... Dude, I don't want to use base. Huh? I'll check it out. Uh, I don't want to use base. Uh, there's another one on Binance Smart Chain right now, too. I don't think anyone's built it. What? Where do you want to use that even less? I mean, it's Have you used GMX? Yeah, I've used GMX. I was that in one GMX before the first time they got hacked. Oof. People don't even remember they got hacked anymore. It, everyone's been hacked at this point. It's three times. <laughs> actually, literally, I almost. Yeah, no, I think it was actually three, right? I'm actually really kind of frustrated right now because there's some bug with a wallet client and <sighs> so obnoxious dude honestly the the user experience well autism is just going to keep going up isn't it probably why what's it that right now is she is she mooning God, I love how I can just type AUT in my browser and it'll now autofill for the coin hall chart for autism. Oh no, she's hovering. She filled her little volume gap, actually. That's perfect. There's literally zero volume you're, you're, between. You're looking at volume gaps and stuff at this level. <laughs> Only because I think it's funny. If you look on the one minute chart, it's hilarious. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Like, it, it jumped with no volume from. Wait, where can you see an actual chart? Uh, Coin Hall. Coinhall.org. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yo, I'm building a product that is. Coin what? H A U L or H A L L? Huh? Hall yes. or Hall? Hall. H A L L. Dot org. Bless. I'm attempting to build an app that puts all this shit in one place and makes it easy for people. So you're just reinforcing my knowledge that there's a need for it. <laughs> oh, okay, we got some some buys coming in. I wonder, I'm curious actually. Okay. I think the meme season here is like, if you look at everyone's behavior though, it's kind of like entertainment because some other coins and things aren't moving or going sideways. So it's like everyone's not having their little Twitter space parties about all that shit. Mm. So I think there's a tent. There will have a little sort of this meme coin thing for a little while. And then all of a sudden some, something will just go ballistic. Like whether it's a, uh, you know, some L one or like chain link or something. And everyone's going to be all over that all over again. Oh, people were asking about the liquidity earlier. Just this chart is awesome on Astroport. So it looks like, at 1 a.m. UTC, I assume, uh, on the 19th yesterday, the pool started with 6K worth of liquidity. And it stayed there until later that night when it jumped up to about 100K. Then later there was a jump to around 180K, and now it's 
racing past 250k for liquidity. So it looks like it started with just like five, six k liquidity per. There's more volume in 24 hours, like double the volume than there is actual liquidity, which is very funny. Uh, more than double, it looks like. Uh, let's see. 270k liquidity, 850k volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Oh, that's only 24-hour volume, too. And the... Yep. Interesting. That's fucking point called autism. You gotta be autistic to buy this shit. Well, people were looking for shit to do on on uh, Injective, so there's that. People are looking for shit to make the money, wherever that may lie. Look at all the hassle some of these guys went through to get on here. <laughs> I have a sense that, like, you could probably just create the Chuck E. Cheese chain in a fucking moon. Because, <laughs> like, all this well, happening I'm wondering here if that's what Injected's going to go for and kind of pivot to. Like, they're already a dedicated Dex chain. I wonder if they're like, let's just be the playground. I don't know. Like what they could do if they could implement some of the tools and features that are on various other parts of Cosmos where someone with no dev knowledge, like I asked this earlier, actually, um, I wanted to add some incentives to this pool. You know, I was given some autism. I don't plan to sell it. So I was going to add it as an incentive to the pool. So people who provide liquidity get autism. Um, there's a couple other decks in like in Kujira, you can do that very intuitively in a ui without knowing how to code um if injective did a lot of that sort of stuff like let people make pools super easy add liquidity to them create whatever i think it could totally be the the chuck e cheese chain <laughs> yeah you get your you know you you, you play your uh ski ball you get your little tickets you know if you're a pleb, you get the little spider ring, you know, the plastic ring. And if you're if you're like the ticket whale, you go get the fucking PlayStation or the RC car at the top shelf that they keep way at the top so it doesn't get stolen or something. Which you could buy at like the store for like one tenth the price you paid for tickets. I think people that don't know what Chuck E. Cheese is have missed out. There, I, I, you see the article that Chuck E. Cheese is going to get bought out by like wow. Golden, Chuck E. Cheese is about to get bought out by like Golden Sachs or somebody. They're still around though, right? Oh yeah, they're around. They're they're yeah. they're going to get. They're trying to do a sale to Goldman Sachs, which is the weirdest thing. Oh wait, you're not kidding. No, I'm serious. <laughs> so maybe they maybe they get like this gigantic liquidity injection into Chuck E. Cheese, and it's going to be a fun place again or some shit. Maybe the pizza will be finally good. Jesus Christ. A, a doubt. That's almost a hallmark at this point. There used to be a show. I wonder if they do some the shit. I wonder if they do some shit like every location gets split in half to Dave and Buster's style adult Chuck E. Cheese and then Chuck E. Cheese for the kids. That way everyone can enjoy their time. <laughs> Maybe that goddamn rat will get an upgrade finally. Oh god, the, the, the horror. The horror that is a mascot. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese is like a, it's it's a yeah horrific monster. I'm not sure what kids like that shit. It's just a weird mouse thing. It's just a gigantic so rat. Tempted to close some longs that I have and go buy some autism. Talk me out of it, or talk me into it. Well, never mind. Memes, memes. 
Yeah, it seems like uh, a, 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 you know, like a, a dozen meme coins launched all over the place just randomly, all at one time. I know of one launching soon here that should be some fun. The, are you talking about Guppy? Beppy? No, Guppy. The the white whale. Oh no, that's launched. That's live. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually I'm regretting not doing way more wallets after seeing what this airdrop is worth. Yeah, it seems like we're in the the season where you just you airdrop a fart into a bucket and it'd be worth at least a couple thousand. That's what I'm curious. It looks like the price is actually going to go up, which is like it's always flabbergasting when they give away coins to everyone and somehow the price still goes up. <laughs> it's like what the hell. It's because the people who didn't get them given to them feel left out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. Is a, this obviously, you know, financial experiment and digital tech experiment. But goddamn, is it also like a psychology experiment? More than anything, I think. Watch the Savannah token that bought overpriced moon. Can be funny. Yeah, they're getting a lot of flack for. I don't even know what. Well, my position got cut in half, (laughs) so (laughs) I'm like, guys, um, drop us a fucking airdrop if we bought. So, do you know? Okay, so I heard their explanation was market maker. Their explanation, if legitimate, is actually totally valid. It's a market maker doing what they're literally paid to do in a way, although maybe not as efficiently as they should. Their explanation was that the price was way higher on Osmosis than it was on its two second largest markets. Well, well, what I specifically specifically mentioned to Jonathan is like, um, what should have happened is it should have launched for a higher price, like, for example, on MEXC, um, based on what it was already priced at on Osmosis, not the other way around. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. But if you create an ICO-style release on a foreign exchange... And, uh, you know, you price it lower than what the price already is at on the existing exchange. Obviously, that's going to get arbed. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I mean, I don't know if the blame lies more on the Lavana team or like Mexi. But if funny enough, it doesn't like blame on it doesn't fall on the people that actually sold the token. Like the market makers did what they were definitely on the team. I I would I would personally put that on the team like they should have had that planned out and and realized that was possible. Yeah. Not only that, but like if, when you, um, their core audience is where they're in Cosmos. I've never, I've never listed a token on a centralized exchange. I don't know if you've ever been even partially involved behind the scenes or something, Safi. I have a feeling maybe. Well, so maybe basically have to, like, most of them, you have but, to provide some liquidity of your token. They're not going to do it for free. Well, no, 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 obviously. But what I'm wondering is like, is possibly what led to this is when you make an agreement with an exchange. So the Lavana team locked in a contract with Mexi for X price. And between them locking that in and it going live, you know, what happened? They don't know what the the price is going to be on, on osmosis. So that's why. Yeah. That's sort of in the ballpark of how it works and what could have potentially caused this. Yeah. Yeah, that could definitely be the reason. So there's all these issues that may be outside of your control at some level. But indirectly what it creates is a situation where it's like, wait, the your core audience is your cosmos crowd who's already using your ecosystem, who's used 
who's been there on Terra and everything else. They have Kepler wallets and everything. And the the you want to make a system that is absolutely fair as possible to the initial investors who are your crowd who are aping into it first, not the Mexi crowd. Yeah. So, so the Mexi crowd is ephemeral, right? Like yeah. From a business perspective, that's kind of what you're getting at is the people in Cosmos are the ones who will stick around. So prioritize them in a way. Yeah, exactly. And and the folks that are jumping in early are the exact people who are giving you like early price discovery and they're giving you a liquidity pool with their own personal funds, essentially. Um, and that being the case, there should be some time for those folks to get the initial benefit by, for being early. Um, cause they're, they're risking more of their, their, uh, their effort and opportunity at that point. So yeah, this, it, it, this looked pretty bad for them. I'm like, um, what you should do is probably just airdrop Levana token to people that bought initially that, that first you know day or two. So you snapshot like the moment Mexi or whatever went live or the moments before that. And all those folks just airdrop them, um, some supply essentially to compensate for that. Something like that. But I don't know, but that, that's not really exactly straightforward either because like then the people who bought a Mexi are going to be like, what the fuck, right? Because like it's, they're, they're not at fault either technically, right? I think there's going to be some cool solutions in the future. Like I think, I think the first centralized exchange that's really going to not come out of nowhere necessarily, but like blow up and become a, a dominant player alongside like Coinbase kind of out of nowhere is the one that somehow figure out how to kind of tightly integrate with DEXs. So like, let's say you want a coin that they don't have on Ethereum. Um, rather than right now, you would have to withdraw, let's say ETH, and then make that trade on Uniswap yourself. There's really no reason that the exchange couldn't swap from their hot wallet where they're holding your and everyone else's coins, swap whatever coin you want on Uniswap and just have the receiving end go to your personal wallet. Again, if it was a coin that that central exchange didn't support or something like that, or even just a full on central exchange that uses these decentralized services, but in a centralized manner. So it's like you can have access to any coin that is on this DEX but you don't have to worry about wallets. Like obviously there's the trade off there, but I think something like that's going to be huge. It's just going to have to come from a country where the regulation allows for that because you know, there's a reason Coinbase doesn't list autism coin. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah. Does anyone else thought about that? That kind of thing? Like the, the bridge between sex and DEXs, I think is going to. Well, that's what Coinbase did with their little coin. Uh, Coinbase exchange wallet or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Same concept. Yep. And what, and actually, honestly, I've just been like playing around on Bybit as we've been talking for the first time in like a year. And they now have like a Bybit web three. They have a version of their service where you can sign up with a wallet kind of, but it all seems like really just a front end for other existing things. It's not quite what I had in mind, but yeah, no, it seems like we're heading in that direction. Well, I mean, it's not gonna be too long. Europe's going to have various like CBDCs and shit. So probably the core on-ramp for any kind of crypto, anything is going to wind up being some exchange that accepts CBDCs from Europe, at least on the European side. And then like people will switch into whatever they want from there. And the other thing is too, I wonder what um, chain technology 
all these CBDCs are going to be using, right? Because like, um, you know that like for convenience, the normies are going to use CBDCs heavily. Um, it's just going to be the automatic. We kind of know the answer to that. Yeah. At least for some, like, um, I want to say names, but I get them all mixed up because they're all just big conglomerate banks. But JP Morgan, TD, I don't know. There are some big banks that they're building their own blockchains, obviously, CBDC type things that are EVMs in a way that haven't been clear and that use Chainlink CCIP as their like main infrastructure to talk to each other and other banks and, and other blockchains, some of them. Like um, some entities are kind of okay with existing things like PayPal launched their shit on Ethereum. They didn't make their own chain. Um, and they obviously have big banking partners and such. So they're going to want to talk to each other. So custom EVMs, whatever that exactly means with chain link infrastructure connecting them is the only confirmed stuff we have right now. I'm sure there'll be more than that as well. Why EVMs? Like what, why is I that? Think just probably, I don't know the answer to that. I would guess most support reliability battle testedness. You can deal with actually that's probably, it's probably a security thing. There are the most developers looking at like, the EVM blockchain is set up for exploits and such. There's the largest bounty programs behind them, that sort of thing. But I have a feeling like the, the stuff, like when I mentioned that they're kind of vague and they're customized, I have a feeling they'll be doing some things that are trade-offs for like, uh, you know, just speed, like, you know, tiny validator set because it's centralized. So block time can be quicker or, or maybe they'll push the boundaries of what an EVM means. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't investigated all the different 50 projects out there. There's like 20 some odd CBDCs coming out of uh, North America, you know, experiments. And then there's like another 30, apparently, that are Asia and Europe or whatever. So quite a lot. And some are in active deployment, apparently. I don't know exactly which ones those are. But um, yeah, there's there's a fair amount happening there. That's but that's, that's, that's also the reason why I think privacy narrative takes is going to be the like the big narrative potentially for like 2024 late and then maybe 2025 uh just timing wise just based on like when cbds are happening cbdc's are happening and everything and how much that's going to create like a big like buzz politically and stuff too because there's going to be a lot of political narrative there right because it's going to affect everybody anything that affects everybody in the world has gigantic sort of like political and social sort of ramifications and becomes like extreme narrative type stuff. So then it's like, okay, is that going to result in kind of a new, um, again, one, a war against privacy, but then again, a, like a reason why a lot of people are going to want it. That's a possibility as well. So there's a lot about to happen. And it's like the, the fiat on ramp off ramp concept like one thing that might get regulated is you have to use like a CBDC in order to get to your, your other crypto on ramp. So they can kind of like keep track of how much liquidity you're moving where that's quite possible. Not that I advocate for it. I'm just saying it's quite possible that it might actually transpire. Yeah. The other thing no, that I'm okay. not so sure of is like what you, what you said was for speed, 
it's like, what would be the way to build a system for speed? Well, that's fairly straightforward. It's like, that would be like a Cosmos hub style validator set with a ton of parachains essentially, right? And you could basically run a lot of transactions through even Cosmos technically. If you built one, if you built out one at scale um, and you, and you're like bank held all the validators, like in other words, let's say there's a, I don't know, 50 validator set or something. And all of those locations were owned by you, you yourself, your company or your bank or whatever. I mean, they don't need external validators to do this job. Right. Cause like, why would they want to pay someone else to do it when it's a relatively cheap thing to implement? So it's, it's possible that like something like that could happen where it's, it's not decentralized. It's, it's a centralized system, but it provides a lot of the same um, capabilities or whatever. But what these things are not going to be is like permissionless. So then they're going to be heavily programmed by some, you know, central authorities, depending which country you're in. Yeah, I think we'll definitely go through some phases, so to speak. Um, or I, I don't know, maybe it'll be kind of a gradual, continually evolving thing. But it's I guarantee whatever we end up with for CBDCs and bank chains and such is not what we envision or expect now <laughs> in some capacity. Well, the other thing too is um, uh, public money is not useful on an open ledger. This is the other problem. Like, how, how are you going to allow your wallet to be exposed, right? So this is another, like corporations are not interested in that sort of thing at all. So that makes Enter that... that that makes it non-viable. So there's that or enter anything. But the thing is like the tech for privacy in the crypto space is not that great. I mean, like random X is all right. And like, but you know, these, this size of like a Zephyr style thing is great for individual users or Monero, but they're certainly not, well, I, a, they're not at a scale where like, I won't, would I won't go on a rabbit hole and tangent, but I will say this is the perfect example of, when you realize what Chainlink is actually doing at its core, you realize how much it offers. Of course. Chainlink super core one sentence offering right is connecting off-chain services to on-chain ones, which effectively means they can and and anonymize. Yeah, anonymize any on-chain mm -hmm. action because they can That's just route true. it through an off-chain encrypted thing, but have it you know, have the trustless nature. So this is this is an area they're actually going to massively excel in and that they've yeah. touched on but haven't focused on because they've, nobody thinks of them as privacy coin. They've touched on it. Yeah. I mean that it's an it's impl it's implied in the type of organizations they're working with that, that would have Yes. You'd totally. have to have that layer. It's the same like, thing. As like, as imagine Swift just saying, anyone can see who's sending money through our system. <laughs> no, imagine if you go to Starbucks with your your credit card, and the people at Starbucks know what your credit line is, what you bought the last you know six transactions. Yeah, that's not yep. that's not viable. Yeah, I mean, no, already no when I like give people wallet addresses for various things, I literally I know, think I know. Like, I know crypto people like to go full retard, but the reality is that nobody's implementing any of that shit. No way. Like without a privacy layer, there's no, there's no, none of this is going anywhere. It's just because Chuck E. Cheese tokens as far as. Well, so, okay. Actually, let me ask you a question, Steffi and, and anyone else up on stage, Phil Doe, Sam. So I saw a question the other day on my feed and I've seen 
many other conversations and questions, you know, in this same realm. But the question was, I think it was like, what is the one thing stopping you or that you think is standing in the way from Web3 being a full time life thing? And some of the examples they give were like uh, being able to pay your rent in it, uh, direct deposit, debit access, blah, blah, blah. Um, for me, it it's it, my only answer was like being able to be paid in crypto. Um, I actually personally don't see as much friction as everyone else seems to complain about, about this stuff actually being usable with privacy intact. Um, I've have many and have had many crypto debit cards that I can use at any local store. They don't get to see my address on chain or anything. Um, but I fund yeah, those you're, cards. You're just you're generally just converting to fiat on site, though, right? With through the debit card. Yeah, but what's wrong with that? Oh, nothing. It's just that you have to assume that those agencies are going to exist going forward. Like, what's the other one? Uh, Prime Trust, I think, closed their shop up. I think after the so, like Cypherdeeds, for example, sometimes. Do you know yeah. them? Who's that? Cypher D. Oh yeah, I saw a little bit about them. Yep, they're kind of Cosmos-ish, but also elsewhere in Ethereum and such. Um, I still have, I still just because it looks cool, even though they're bankrupt as shit. I have my metal black BlockFi Bitcoin card with a Bitcoin logo on it again because it's just cool. Uh, BitPay, I use that back in the day. Like using crypto for your average everyday lifestyle is. I don't think it's actually that hard anymore. And sure, you're you're totally right. You have to assume those things are going to be around in the future. But you kind of don't because I'm not giving those things my money. I'm holding my crypto in my wallet. And when I need to spend it, converting it with the tap of one or two buttons. So like if Cypher D goes down, I just use one of my other cards or sign up for one of the many new ones that will be out there. Like Kado is going to have a card soon, right? I, I don't, that's not alpha. I just assume it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just see these comments all the time about how we're so far from actual adoption. And meanwhile, I just ask myself, okay, am I just maybe, you know, super minority blockchain nerd who's been into this too much and actually knows about these products yeah. or are people underestimating that these things are out there. <laughs> if you own a corporation, you'll realize that this is not viable right now at any time soon. Well, yes. I mean, for just a, an average person just trying to buy their groceries, pay their rent, like that sort of thing. Not, not for corporations. It is still tough. That is why we're, we're, at, we're, we're at where we're at with all that. But I don't know, like, Sefi, do you do anything like that? Like, do you have any kind of uh, semi-immediate crypto to fiat conversion, like a debit card or? Yeah, the trouble with debit card is. Um, so debit cards have to be preloaded. And debit cards have no significant security features. So if someone does a transaction on your card, which, by the way, happened to me, take, for example, a Coinbase card, then um, someone kind of uses your card number and commits some sort of fraud or whatever. There's no guarantee you're going to get your actual money back in that instance. So Coinbase might um, guarantee that, but debit cards implicitly right. don't have any insurance. So, so like, okay, I'll, today, I'll tell you my exact setup. And the second um, reason, Timmy, second reason, if you're in the U.S., yeah. it's like almost anything you get on a credit card, the MasterCard and Visa fees 
are not um so you know how you get all those cashback rewards and all that crap you buy and and you know one percent two percent three percent whatever those cashback or amazon cards at five percent cashback yep. rewards if you use a debit card you just simply give you just don't get those at all and the visa and right. MasterCard okay. Okay. Keeps, so let me, they just keep that marketing budget let me cut you off so like what what my setup is for 95 percent of my you know purchases in general that's not in DeFi, is i use a venmo credit card that gives me cash back in chain link and then once a month i just preload a crypto debit card with however much i need to pay off the balance on that venmo credit card pick whatever credit card you want i just use venmo because it gives me cash back in chain link um does that not address exactly the problem you just brought up or am i missing something yeah there's some there's some examples that do that yeah. And that it's not going to work for everyone, but I, I wanted to say that because it's worked great for me. I've made like 400 bucks in Chainlink in the past two years just from paying rent and buying groceries. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Like I think what people think, but I'm also not Amazon. Simple. <laughs> Amazon Prime card is like something like 5% cash back. <laughs> so it's pretty high. Yeah, that's the other credit. The only time I don't use my Venmo one is when I buy stuff on Amazon because, yeah, that's just free money. So the way they do it is like those relationships they create. It's like if you don't take that free money, that free money is taken by MasterCard and Visa, basically. You get 5% back if you buy like uh, gift cards on Amazon. Mm, I don't I think so. I buy a bunch of gift cards, use them to buy like USDC farm it boom there's five percent on top of the <laughs> kidding i don't think so but i just entered a small avax long let's see how that goes you entered an avax long okay let's see what does that look like today an awful place to enter it's at like a high but it looks like a potential breakout and is it very tiny capital amount. Um, Let me look and low leverage. But see what you're looking if, at. If here. it breaks here, it's just going to run. Um, it is. Hold up a second. It has not been at this price since May 2022. Let me see here. Um, what are we looking at here? So I'm AMAX, not a huge back fan. Chart just looks interesting enough. So it um one, two, three. Yeah, it's hitting it's headed towards its like fourth fib level. Um if yep. you assume like nine forty seven was the bottom and hundred forty seven was the top. That's what I'm and looking at. Yep. Its next resistance really is not here. It's at actually um fifty one thirty six. Yeah, so that's that's no. kind of that. I'm a little gamble. So as long as we don't go below uh, 42.1, I won't be. Yeah, it looks it, it looks identical to where Akash is now, like right between the third and fourth, you know. Oh, sort interesting. Fib retracement, yeah. almost exactly. So it's correlating pretty close to that, and then yeah, and then both, like a pretty decent long on, a, you know, correlation. And, a decent long on Avalanche would be like if you hit eighty one ninety, uh, and if like the, the probability of 
um, breaking out there is pretty good. You'd probably let it hit that level, let it bounce around there for a little bit, kind of get rejected once or twice. Cause that's kind of like going to be the, you know, serious breakout point. And then past that, you know, it'll, it'll be a magnet to 147 if it gets there. Um, yeah, I mean, Avalanche is really more or less sitting where ETH is right now. It's not that different. Sam was trying to say something, I think, Timmy. No, I was saying that, you know, uh, I had said this experience with Avalanche, I think it has similar patterns to Ethereum, where if the traffic on that chain basically goes high, the gas price, you know, shoots up tremendously, right? So I think from a scaling perspective, it has those issues. I mean, the coin price can go up, but I think, you know, I don't think it's as, as fast as Solana in my, in my usage, right, of, of uh, both Solana and Avalanche. Yeah, a lot of it's kind of speculative nonsense pump to some extent. Yeah. The question is, can these things really scale or, you know, be useful as a different thing entirely? <laughs> but it, Timmy's right, it does have a strong chart. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, I think it touched 147 last time, right? 142, 147. Then it dropped to 6 or $7 from there. Well, you know what's sad, though, Steffi? That rune position of mine got liquidated. What What did you do? What do you mean, what did I do? It was the what one that... Remember on the space the other day where I was like, <laughs> we're mere cents away from liquidation. Everybody go buy now. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> yeah. So, let's it's see here. Um, well, Rune basically dropped to... It's, it's okay, like, I bought back in. Rune, so Rune dropped to its 50-day moving average. and um, Everything about Rune's chart looks good right now to me. It's at 536, and then like the it dropped to like 5. The 200-day on Rune, though, like, is only at 2.4. So, you know, which can, you know, that can, the 200-day is hard to follow because, like, it can it can go up really fast in a bull market. So it doesn't think necessarily. About, just think about how long 200 days is in the world of Web3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> so much can change. But it can catch up quite fast, though. Um, is what I'm saying. So a lot of times what will happen to the 200-day is you'll see it kind of like, so if you look at Rune's trajectory right now, the 200-day would would hit $6 in a, on about like like February, you know, maybe like March 1st, right around that time. So if that happens, that means the price is then like at support at 200-day moving average, which makes a plenty of room for upside at that point. And March is not that far away. If you think about like the bull run, we're talking about usually like there's a pretty solid 18 months of like, you know, clean growth. So when you say there's like three month gaps in between and then like periods where it just runs, that's very typical. So, you know, everything feels like it's in light speed. Like why isn't it happen next week or whatever? But um, runes chart basically is one, two, three. Again, like it's, it's, basically ahead of avalanche and such in that it's four fib levels up it only has to hit sort of one more at ten dollars and 55 and then you pretty much have a magnet to all-time high at 21. the only thing about rune though is to be cautious about is like there's a metric for what rune should be worth based on the tvl on that chain 
And that metric will serve as kind of gravity to potentially pull the price down if people understand what that is. Right. Now, it, like that doesn't necessarily prevent speculators from just pumping the shit out of this. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like, where's your rune target for the year? Like it's, it's extension above all time high is about 52. And then there's another one at 83.7. Do you think it has that much gas in the tank? Oh, lost to me. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Timmy, did you hear what I said? Did you ask what my target is? Um, yeah, so like rune, you know, extensions above its high are like, you know, in the 50s and the 80s, that type of level. Uh, but I was saying, like, maybe the, the fact that, like, well, the TV... Honestly, like, I, so much agree, I so much agree with what you said there in that, like, rune... Everything's speculative, and normies don't know these associations, so anything could happen. But rune kind of uniquely is tied to certain other metrics. So when I think about like speculation for rune, it's almost more like speculation on BTC and a couple other things. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you're speculating on the TVL growth. Therefore, like Rune is a multiple of that. Yeah, but just in general with how the market reacts to things, you know, if we go back into full bull that lasts, you know, anything like previous sort of cycles, um, I do think somewhere around like the $50 range is easily possible. Um, beyond that, who knows? But like if everything kind of has a somewhat similar sort of pattern and cycle and hype to the last two bull cycles. Um, I would look at around like 50, which some people might think is pretty small. That's just a two X of the previous high, but I'm, I don't know. I always keep market cap in mind and just like realism of what these things are worth given actual usage. And, but that's another place where rune is super unique. It actually generates crazy fucking revenue from just pure fees usage of the platform. So I don't know. Um, could go much higher than 50. That, what what yeah, are your the revenue? Definitely. The revenue definitely gives it a bit more speculative. Than purely and, the burn the and there's the burn mechanism yeah. thing too. What, so what yeah, that adds a little bit. For 2024. Oh, well, if rune, if rune, if rune uh, if heads past its all time high, then like the next sort of um, like fib level up, I think is like 50 something. One second. Let me. Okay. Yeah. So around, around I closed it. It's um, let me, let me pull up the exact like numbers. In case people are like four something. When I, people are taking notes, notes and shit. <laughs> I um, the 52. 52, 52 is okay. it's, next extension and then after that it's 83.7 um what's its market cap right now i actually have that right in front of me 1.8 bill mm, 1.8 so, bill or 1.8 how, how much multiple would that be if that were to actually do it let me see um, my apps are flipping all over the place here. So well, we're at currently five bucks. It's You'd five bucks, yeah, so it would be 10x. So yeah, 10, 10x 10 to get to $52. Bill. Or no, sorry, geez, 18 billion market cap. Yeah, I mean, for a peak, that seems pretty rational. That's what I mean. Uh, right? Yeah. 
the negative one negative for rune is it's not available everywhere and that that like it's not on coinbase and such i don't think so it's also one of its other negatives is no no i don't even want to say normies people tend to struggle with using it and understanding it a little bit please do what's up man oh you know it's just a regular evening i've been sick all day so it's nice to just come and chill with my friends. Um, I see that you guys have autism in here, and I was trying to find out how I could get autism or how somebody who wanted to get autism could get autism. And where it's like, contagious, like where can get autism? And is it smart? And do you want to get autism? Well, Autism might bit. might guarantee you future airdrops of retard token. Ooh. So that's something. I think else. a little bit of autism never hurts. Um, you buy it on injective. Uh, more specifically, you can do it on Astroport, uh, their UI and their like liquidity pool for it, or Coinhall has a really nice, pretty interface for it as well. Coin Hall's interface is for the Astroport pool on Injective, so all the same thing. Just your choice if if you've used either of those platforms before and you're more familiar with one. So what you'd want to do is bridge some Injective over to Injective Chain from Osmosis or wherever and then swap that Inge into Autism via Astroport or Coin Hall. Okay, so it has to be through Injective. You can only yeah, get it's an injective native injective. coin. <laughs> an injective native coin. Okay. Although honestly, the yeah. problem is bans on places like Coinbase or whatever. A lot of them are not. Um, they're not providing um, actual native injectives, so you're you're getting like ETH wrapped or some bullshit. So you can't send it to. Astroport for that reason. So you want to use Osmosis for this? Same use Adam or something. Oh wait, have you oh, noticed that? Yeah, Sophie? obviously, obviously. Like uh, you know, I'm an Osmo, Cosmos, Osmosis, Adam, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera fan. So I'm gonna like turn my laptop on and um. And you know, Injective is a Cosmos chain, right, Benz? Um, no, Benz is. Don't play Benz, with me. No, don't play with me. Yeah, I mean, come on. Sometimes Benz. What I'd recommend is IBC Fun. <laughs> Use IBC Fund to get whatever funds you want to spend into Injective on Injective Chain, and then buy the Autism on Astroport or Cornhall. But IBC Fund will take out some of the headache of, I don't know what coins you're trying to, you know, turn into. So Tinderman Timmy knows how to get Autism. Do you agree that is the proper way to get Autism, Sefi? It's one way to get Autism, yeah. Another way is to hang around this space with this bunch of retards. Yeah. Hosted by the king retard himself. I mean, do you My idol. giving me the mic? I'm sorry. Sorry to hear you're sick, fans. I can hear it in your voice. Hopefully yeah, this don't go, uh, don't go and die on us. Hopefully this lightens up your sick day. <laughs> A little bit of autism. I literally had Dude, I fucking uh, my jobs called me and asked me to come to work. I saw the bat. Um, not today, guys. I saw the bat signal. Oh, here, I'll let Evan jump in. What's up, oh, hey, Evan? Hey, I see the bat signal. Autism, you called? 
Yep. Did you get yourself some token yet? Fuck no, I'll never do that, but... Okay, well, you're going to want to do I that. I have like, autism. Do I don't that. need tokens for it. Jesus. Yeah, you don't actually get... have it. I have it. Medic. Yes, I do. Who are you? No, in in uh, about six months here, the U.S. government is going to oh, stop recognizing. Oh, my God. I've had it since seven yeah. years old, buddy. No, if you don't have the token, you're no longer going to oh, be wait. Okay, you got me. You this. did this. You win. Okay, you get a five. Who, 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 he, he wins. How do I send you money? Uh, just send right, me. I can only send you autism, autism right? No, just send the seed phrase. I'll take care of it. Cool. Yeah, let me get my cold wallet out from 2011. Is there some fresh Doge on there for me? <laughs> I literally have a thing still minting Doge from when it came out. Dude, I have a fucking broken hard drive in my closet that I think has it's a couple million broken. doge on. Any, I can, you can fix any hard. You well, can, there you, you go. I guess it's not broken. Heaven, everybody. Unless you fucking like acid bathed it. Oh no 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 no! You're right. Like that's why I still have it because one day I'm gonna. One I'm gonna day I'll the find the it. most autistic human ever to fix it. Yo, Evan, you want to fix the hard drive? Um, I have someone who literally will. <laughs> He's literally done this five times already. He's like retrieved over at 1200 BTC. Sefi, it's not even uh, a joke. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned a, a retard token, right? I'm going to start fucking front running everything that comes out now. If I get see that token pop up. You better. When I say front run, I I mean in the sense of doing really really mean things with my bots. No, what you want to do is just. What you want to do is. Whoa, whoa! Yeah, Buster. just one coin, because uh, you want to be. And it's gone. List. So we're gonna move your money over list. here, flip it around, and it's gone. Yep. Evan, I think we need to have an intervention. Right Please, here. someone help me, my God. Sophie, I, why don't you just send me a co-host or something? I'm just saying, I think you need a co-host. I mean, I'm not volunteering. Oh, you mean a... Yeah, make me I don't know, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, make me co-host, Sophie. Yeah, we're not going to make the one autist. What do you mean? He's king of the space topic. <laughs> I, I started this space three hours yeah. ago. Check the chain. Check exactly. the blockchain. Check the blockchain. Sethi, yeah. uh, right I know you're, you know, on the on the older side of of culture and such. But are you aware of the uh, Shane Gillis skit of I Down syndrome? Love you now so much, Shane Gillis. You win. How do I send you? Do you have Solana wallet? You win. I do. I do. Send yeah, shoot me a DM, address. buddy. You know, honestly, honestly, I just started exploring Solana. If you give uh, me anything, wait, I'm going to be more doing it. You just started with Solana? Ooh. I got a pipe there drop, yeah. Oh, no. Psych, he's just playing. He's not going to give you nothing. I, 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 I've been your, on Solana since day address. one. Are you kidding send me? Send me your address. Are you kidding? Yeah, I've been on... Is this like the Battle anyway. of the Solana OGs or what? What's going on here? 2019, Anyways, no, bitch. Solana. Just kidding, my bad. Don't want to be mean here. I'm just hyped up today, dude. Look at it. Come on. How am I not going to pull up after a 
thousand X leverage winning three times in a row. <laughs> oh, you got an, you got an energy to you. I like it's it. It's called money, baby. Oh, I'm literally Honestly, never this I think hype. this man is. I I'm, think this man I'm is never this hype. Percent. Ask Sefi. No, I think I I believe Evan. I believe There's Evan a, is guys, 100% guys. sober and non-autistic. But I am autistic on the high and I am not training. sober. Listen, I am on a bottle of Merlot. Take it all back. This, this is a warning about puffing paint. Okay. The spray paint cans of the hardware store. Well, if you're going to put me in the basement, I'm going to huff paint. Listen to the doctor. Listen to the doctor. Yeah, yeah, Evan. Steffi is actually a doctor. Listen up. Those are for spray painting, like, maybe a fence, maybe, like, a backyard. Well, if you're going to walk me in the basement, I'm going to huff paint. That's always Charlie Day. And if you don't get it, you lose. Yeah, Charlie Day. Spiders, spiders. Okay, all right. I do like you, Evan. I do like you. I do like you. (laughs) No one doesn't like me. They all just pretend to hate me (laughs) because they don't. They're afraid of the honesty. They're not used to it. All right, Dennis Reynolds. Yeah. It's like Twitter scares away. Like honesty in Twitter is just not real. So they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Anyways, mm-hmm. Steffi, do you know that Shane Gillis skit I was talking Ooh. about? No, what's that all about? It's just a hilarious skit. This com- Do you know who Shane Gillis is, comedian? I hear of ISIS Toyota. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he did some yeah, he did some YouTube stuff for it. He has a really viral bit in one of his skits where Down syndrome people versus autistic people. I just want to hug you. I just <laughs> want to give you a big old hug. It, <laughs> it needs to be incorporated. If I'm literally a cuddling something as we speak, folders. like hyped up cuddling something. I might even big and soft, big and fluffy. No, it's a bottle of nitrous. <laughs> oh, that explains I've literally a lot. never done but, this shit. Okay, wait. Let me take a guess, Evan. Are you also a fan of Adam Rea's Doctor Phil? Ah! Yep. That, that <laughs> I, I, I went to go watch um, um, Bobby Lee live. I'm like, this is going to be some great comedy. And he showed his asshole seven times in 30 minutes. I'm like, whoa, that's a, what's that math? <laughs> it wasn't even a joke. It was just kept being, he's like, oh shit, no laughs. Here's my asshole. <laughs> but it worked so well. It worked. I'm literally about to go do my t- about to go do my type Did five in Jacksonville, Florida, and get roasted. I'm gonna walk up with the nitrous and be like, "So, have you ever? Oh, Florida, have you ever tried stand up comedy, Evan? Evan, you ever tried stand up comedy? That's what I'm practicing for. You're gonna be see the first autistic. You, should, uh, you should NFT. You should NFT atize your. Performance. I hate NFTs at this point. Coming from someone who've had to develop them all for you, fuckheads. Have they burned you out or what? I'm just tired of the humans. Like I told you before, bro. Like I hate, I hate humans. And like it's like it's fun when it's fun. It's- let me ask you this, Evan. Here's a good. Here's the thing. How many different Discord groups are you in? I just got done doing the clearing. I only checked six now, but I still have I still have like two hundred. I got to delete. I hate it. Yeah. See, this is what I I had a feeling you have Discord brain. 
I don't know if this is really autism. I literally have um okay, and six years old I got I'm diagnosed. Thinking this could this. be this could be Discord brain. I don't Was know. Was Discord what do you think? out in two thousand and two? Because if you've got like two hundred Discord channels or some shit, right? Like your mind is never. You think I'm in those? Again, right? I only check the ones in the top. I forgot about. The I don't bottom. know. I'm just pointing out. Yeah, I guess Wait, if you check them all, I never forget about the bottom. If you know what I'm saying, hey, hey, like if you that if you was an anal them, joke, probably it'd probably make you more like obsessive compulsive than anything else. Buddy, please, please, just give me more medical advice. I, I only was like this happened at six years old, man, and then again at twelve, and then again at eighteen, and every six months you guys change what I am. Fuck your labels. I'm Evan. I make money. I'm retarded. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, my best friend in the whole world's name was Evan until he committed suicide. Um, and you're you're not living up to the name. Um, killing it as an Evan. I take care of my mom who had a stroke. I take care of my two-year-old nephew. I take care of my 13-year-old niece at 27. Liquidated 32 Bitcoin to save everyone at 17K before it went to 69K. Fuck everything. I'm still winning. Ah, 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 ah. Hey, if any, of, if any of that's true, props to you, man. Yo, if you've never listened Even to people. not, I mean, like. Wait, no, you sorry. Like I said shush. I'm sorry. sorry. I need to apologize for saying shush. I don't mean to do that. I need to stop that. That's a habit. I need to. Oh, no, it's okay. No, it's a bad habit. It's a bad habit. I'm going to listen to you. It's okay. No, no one's to say shush unless you're on stage being a comedy person. I'm not doing that. But you gotta be real shit being shook. You, you gotta make sure you're funny before you do the whippets, or else you'll just think you're funny. Hey when Phil, you're not hey being Phil, no one asked you, but hey, so there's a whole. It's always funny hey, thing about Phil. shushing people, and I'm not trying to start that. I don't want you to hunt me down. <laughs> I actually, I actually telepathically mm-hmm. did act Phil just there, just just so you know. Wait, I couldn't hear you over the nitrous. It's all about the vibrations you send out into the universe. Oh my god, you're exactly right. That's how I pumped it to 83 soul today. Listen, you should put down the tank and pick up a joint. Just for record. I'm hitting dabs and uh, wait, what I say dabs? Wait, that I didn't say that. Concentrate. I'm hitting dabs. I'm just hitting dabs. Just keep dabs. It. I bet you have a whole email Hat. set up, don't you? My brain's broken. Okay, that one hit. Okay. Wait, where am I? That's crazy, Marty. What, you, Marty's in the wait, audience. Is Bitcoin still oh my God, $12? Evan, is buddy, Bitcoin buddy, still $12? Buddy, what year is it? No, I think it's like 18. Oh, oh finally. Oh, good. I sold at $21. I feel better. <sighs> When's the last time you had a seizure? Um, Actually, maybe two years ago. Hey, I had one just a couple months ago. Yeah, it's really That's fucking scary. Dude. I just mean because because uh, nitrous causes them sometimes. That's why I was asking. Um, oh, pan- yeah, it, my panic. If my panic attacks go unchecked, I can have like a weird ass seizure where like I don't know if you. It, it's insane. Like it's it's fucking like I want. I am assuming it's what people feel like when they go into paralysis. But also like, oh, it's insane, bro. That's a t- hey. Well, that's anyway, a tangent. You know, that's funny. a tangent. I bought a little more uh, autism, like uh, yes, feed me autism. 
I'm up, I'm up 30% on it. Like, the fucking volatility of these small Fuck packs. all it's these meme so coins right now. If you ain't 100xing leverage, you ain't doing shit. Your energy... All you I'm had to do to today was 100x <laughs> Solana, and you would be so happy. Happen. You would be me right now. Ha ha! This guy has like like hopped up Jimmy vibes. Yeah, Jimmy, oh. Jimmy DD, Evan, Jimmy DD. How do you feel about otters? How do you feel about otters? Otters, the animal, my spirit animal. Yeah. I literally, literally oh to, legally, my God. to legally own one, you have to have a body of water that like flows in and out of land, and I'm in the middle See, the of buying a mountain. I'm in the middle of buying a mountain so I can have an otter. Oh my God, Sorry, I had to scream you. that. I couldn't hear you. I can't because I, I can't even hear my own voice. The nitrous. Guys, it's hilarious. I'm a back-end dev, just to let y'all know. If, if Sefi only knows this. Everyone else is like, this guy's retarded. <laughs> I like, love whippets, I've noticed. Like, every dev Because my brain's know, going like, too fast. Y'all are just different, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're so much better than everyone. That's crazy. not... Wow, way to infer that. I definitely don't feel like I'm better. Trust me, I hate myself, bud. <laughs> Well, don't do that, dude. You're a good person. I know I am. I'm better than a lot of people, but not. I'm not a good person. No one is. If you were born on this earth, you're evil inherently. Well, what religion do you? Profound. What religion do you want to bring that one on? Every what single one says you start off evil. It's whichever one B bands follows. Hey, it's whichever one makes me money, right? And right now, it's what. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay. I'm worried that if you if you buy autism, you might just be overloaded with too much. Yeah, you, you, maybe just it'll want, you just want. Maybe will fix it. You just want to have. Is one it on Solana? That's it. No, it's on Injective. You want to only. You want to have only one coin. It's on Astroport.fi, and you only want one because of the future. Um, that it represents. That was my reaction to whatever that coin being in the future or something. Yeah. Hey, Zeph, with Zeph's great. We both know that. I'll always be on your side on that one. I yep, literally yep. got a guy in the Uber to buy it at 12 bucks. <laughs> so the Uber driver has it at 12 bucks. I still haven't bought any. Dude, Uber drivers have been cleaning up lately. This is like the third like successful Uber shill story I've oh, heard. I gotta every get, get Uber, Uber I job. get in, I make them download the Phantom Wallet and I tip them twenty bucks and fan and then they um go and like message me like thank you God. One of them um, made twelve hundred and the other's like oh I lost it all gambling on that website but I'm gonna start doing things and they're all mind blown how easy you can just transfer money around because Phantom Wallet's gas. You can literally just buy anything through it, like in it, in the wallet. You can use your credit card to buy crypto. Fuck everything else. But hey, but wait, wait, cool. Ethereum's cool. Don't shush me. You know how common that is these days? 
What's co- what's you can, like, common? Buy with, you can like you can direct buy with fiat in most wallets. Hey, now. cool. Can you do it, Felis? Huh? I don't know. Depends on which one. I I, hey, I highly all doubt. All I gotta say is, when you want to onboard someone and they go to spend forty bucks and they are like, "Why is it thirty eight dollars?" and you're like, "Well, that's the transaction fee." Wait, hold on. Do you think you're in a room with some Ethereum people right I'm now? I'm in with a mix. I know it's a mix. I see a guy that I- we pay like we pay less than a penny for our gas. Oh, uh, that's 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 okay then. I'm glad. It, I'm glad, it's good. Good. You're you're among sane people. Yeah. And 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 so what is the actual never mind, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Come on, I can't be the only one talking. This is your space. We were just checking just to be sure. <laughs> Don't make me start again. We're giving you like a few seconds. You got to ten see what seconds happens. before I go in. This is exactly why he waited. Have the ticker start again now. What's that music playing in the background, Evan? What are you doing? You're bored, bro. Get on that shit. He's produced all the music you love. Man, this man's opening up the third lung for his nitrous. (laughs) My God, you're making me want to go take a dab. Nitrous so no, yeah. That's like some 2021 bull run vibes with the nitrous, to be oh, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Every fuck. time I say yeah, it goes up 10%. Okay, bro, look at the reference content. I got into crypto. Yeah. It goes up. I got into crypto by writing okay, an every, academic paper on Bitcoin. Every <laughs> time I say yeah, Steffi, it goes up ten percent. Interject. Okay, I'm gonna boot you, Evan. It's time to it's time to stop. I've been muting myself. You know that, right? <laughs> no, you have not. I have you didn't been mute muting yet. myself. Oh. When? Literally, like this. Ah. Uh, 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 Evan, you've lost your mind today. <laughs> I know. I've made so much money. <laughs> okay. Can you send me some, bro? For like, I said, know. send me my wallet. What, uh, Solana? Yes. All right, I got you, brother. Okay, everyone look at the public service announcement at the top from Bruce. It's to save, this, it's to go fund me to get me into healthcare, right? This tells you what you need to know. It's hilarious because in the uh, in the listeners invite Max up, please. Invite the little crypto Kong bitch. He's not a bitch. I love I love him. He's there's, but he's a bitch. Maximus. Yeah, a little bitch. Don't right. let him hide. Seffy, I love how you went from saying you're gonna boot him to bringing up. <laughs> <He went. laughs> I love it. We get a really good word about it. No, I love it. I love it. Seffy will boot yeah. me for reasons. This coin is not gonna sell itself, right? Look, I'm all, this is the autism to pump the autism. <laughs> it's gonna pump something. Vans, what were you saying? <laughs> nah.
No, but really, everyone go listen to Pierre Bourne. He's the guy who's been producing all your favorite music, but no one listens to rap. He's so good. Yo, I love Pierre. Pierre, every, shout out Pierre, no but no way, one knows dude. that he raps. Oh, I did not know that. Go actually. fucking okay. listen to. Oh my god, stop! Shut the fuck up. Stop talking like so loud. Okay, hold on, name name like one or two of his biggest songs. Maybe I do know him actually. <laughs> Like that he raps on. You know, I wish like Twitter had like a volume button where you could just like Dude, right. turn the volume down on somebody. Not like shut them up, but just be like Tell me if this sounds like a familiar you beat, know? real quick. Cause he owns it, he can rap on it. Bruh, Pierre Bourne, the best. This is funny. This is how you know someone's high. They're like, listen to my music. That's Airborne. <laughs> Doesn't everyone else want to hear it? Airborne's <laughs> literally. Never mind. If you guys don't know, then. <laughs> no, he sounds good. He's he sounds literally like the um, for all everyone you've ever listened to. Elvis. Yeah, he went back in time and did that. <laughs> Evan, were you a fan of X? I've um hung out with him a couple times. I, my friend, you hung my out friends with run Rolling Loud. I live in Florida, bro. The guy who runs, runs Rolling Loud lives. You met, you met X. The guy who runs Rolling Loud lives forty minutes from me. Used to get hash from me. Wait, which which X do you think? Damn, that's yeah. Crazy. He was really, 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 really nice, but like he's more autistic. He was more autistic. He was more autistic than me and never got healthcare. He he was. He never yeah. had healthcare, bro. He was so nice, and he had a crazy bitch in his life. And also, fuck um the oh, company that, run, that fuck the company that runs Juice World shit because they fed him sh- that drug. They get make money off him while he died. Every- I actually meant to say Astroport. I'm sorry. Oops. I should have just sent you a message. Oh, no, fuck Travis Scott all day. I'll I'll, D- I'll DM you. I'll DM you. <laughs> I'll proudly say fuck Travis Scott. He has a couple good songs, but. He's just kind of annoying to me. Another person I've met who's just a bitch. And a lot shorter than you think. My Astroport coins are mining. Honestly, yeah. Let's make Astrocoin and just and just associate Travis Scott and making him more trouble. <laughs> it wouldn't take zero effort to falsify a wallet under his name. <laughs> Do it. There's already an Astro token Perfect. with a decent amount of liquidity and stuff. It has to be a pump and dump in his name. It's just called Astro, Astro on I DM'd you. I DM'd you, Evan. I'll give you the details. Bro, Bitcoin on Soul went up a hundred like thousand percent the other night. It was so stupid. You mean just like in a wick? It just literally was just the yeah, it just hundred percent. Yeah, it went a hundred thousand. Trump coin went up three hundred and fifty thousand percent. Like last night, someone made stu- people made stupid money, bro. Because they're utilizing token twenty two, which allows you to do this like tax back on an SPL token. So like, it's actually genius, but they didn't use it right, and they're just like basically being we're the first ones to do it and playing off that. But like, and they are using it, but it's like literally not being used correctly at all. But who cares? At least now, no, no people notice that token twenty twenty two is a new thing. That was some nerd talk, real quick. I, I am a human, I promise. 
And I am a dev. I'm not just whatever you think I might be. What are you devving lately? Loving this dick. No, I'm super curious. What, what are you dubbing? I need to know so I can stay away. Right now, I'm like not really touching shit besides like helping out people because like <laughs> the last time I attached my name to something, the little fucker um left me holding it, and then like I just get tired of that shit, bro. Because it's like I'm gonna just pay everyone back. Fuck. I'll pay everyone back always, forever. I don't care. Money's fake. It'll come back. That little fucker ran away with he ran, he ran away with like twelve hundred soul small bills. I sent you my Solana address. When am I getting my charity, bro? I haven't looked. I'm doing shit right now. No, I figured. That's why I'm reminding you. I'll check my DMs eventually. There's a lot. <laughs> Dude, I'm now that Solana's blowing up today, I have like I got three hundred DMs from people asking to do stuff again that they haven't. Oh wow, where have you been for seven months? Wait, I, I don't even. I'm not talking. About, I know, Solana, I'm not talking about you. What happened today? I'm not talking about that. I'm what did like, Solana's price go the up? The price went up, and everyone's exploding. Yo, let's make this project happen. I'm like, fuck you. I, well, I love when they like Solana to my like, the cluster. Like, what, what, so let's see just how good it actually did. It, there's no better feeling when they're like send you the transaction. Solana does you, not stand out at all in today's market move. It, uh, I guess it's like pretty high. You do. You do know Coinbase is using Solana underneath it forever now, right? I've not heard anything of that sort. No. <laughs> That's why it's going up, dude. It's been doing that since. What are you talking about? Like base, Coinbase base is, powered by yeah, Solana. Yeah, yeah. Everything that's run on top of Coinbase is running is going to be Solana. It won. It did it. Bing bong. No one knows this. What? Am I really telling this? What does that mean? And um, so what you're saying doesn't do even make sense. What do you mean? Transactions are going faster and smoother because they're utilizing and testing, running all of it on Solana. Are you talking about base or like uh, Coinbase? Solana can wormhole and modular anything. That's the whole fucking point of it. It's, it's built in Rust. Is anybody else following? I'm done. I don't. I. 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 I I'm. I'm losing my high. Listen, man. Nah. Just go buy some chain link. You'll that's thank me. That's what Drop fucking. That's what Pit Air dropped for. That's what Pit, I don't even know what sentence Pit, you just Pith was an airdrop on Solana that everyone got like 10 or 12. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pith was that, fantastic. That's what Chainlink does, but in a different way and slightly better and faster. Because, you know, technology yeah, always... Chainlink, yeah, Because, you know, as everyone will always admit, technology gets better and gets outdated. And if you try to protect something outdated, it just shows how, well, dumb you are. Yeah, no, Pyth is pretty outdated. Yeah, outdated. It just, yeah, okay. Yeah. Chainlink, I got that shit at 32 cents. So, outdated. Pith is at 50. Yeah, so you get it. Bing bong, yeah. Chainlink's done. No, it's not done. It's going to keep doing its thing, but Pith is now doing what it does, plus then some. So, unless Chainlink adds in what Pith does, then they're going to get left behind, as is all technology works. Okay. Damn. Pyth does one thing and it does it okay. Whereas Chainlink does a million things and it does what Pyth does. I think you need to go and look at both of those things, bud. And actually go look at the Rust code and the things involved. And what they're set up to do for the future and what one's locked into and can't change. And the other can always add on to. Modular. That's the key word. Modular. Yeah. 
Yeah, Pyth is an oracle. Chainlink is a suite of modular products. Ah, uh, yes, Pyth, you utilizing Solana and Rust. Chainlink, not. Mm. I'm a, I'm I'm Again, okay with this. I'm done here. It's okay. I I'm. I wish there was a confused emoji, like we were saying earlier, Safi. That's a helpful one they should add. They still need an AFK one on here. Actually, yeah, that makes total sense. I use the, my hand up. This is AFK for me right there. That is the opposite of what most people would interpret that to mean. Bro. Precisely. <laughs> the only people that know what it means is like people that know me already. Yeah, that's fair. They're like, oh, he's he's taking a phone call or doing something. Oh, and like, Evan Black. I can't see color. What color is it? That's a lot of nitrous if you can't see color anymore, man. Autistic people can't see color. I heard that. There it is. <laughs> bing bong, you got it right. Ching chong, bing bong. You heard it from a doctor. <laughs> Must be true. Yeah, right. colorblind. This space is something else. I sound like bait. Oh my god, I'm bait. Oh my god, I'm bait. Bro, for your own like take it take it easy on the nitrous. So it'll last you a while. There's no rush. Dude, what do you what do you think this guy can what is what does Evan have to do? I don't know, man. I'm I'm miffed. It's moments like this that remind remind me just how degenerate crypto is in general. I mean it's just goddamn. Welcome to Chuck E. Cheese. Welcome to Chuck E. Cheese, I take your order. Now owned by Goldman Sachs. You want cheese on that? You want cheese? Over? Evan, Evan, you're not even able to say the word cheese anymore. Cheese? Cheese. Try, try one more time. <laughs> Bro. Bro's gonna die of hypoxia in the middle can't of the say cheese. Yeah. Oh my god. They put good book of two out. What the fuck is that? Evan, who sold you your tank? Some guy in the street named Craig. <laughs> I met him at the, I met him at the van. Wait, you know I Craig? <laughs> I'm fucking Craig, dude. I love that guy. I met him at the van by the lake and he sold me a tank. Ah! Oh god, it's so good. It's going in the bit. Gotta keep it down. Ah. God, I expect to see you on Kill Tony here soon. No, I literally I'm in the middle of DMing him. <laughs> <laughs> right now no like no no he loves how okay that's good i, I was gonna recommend look no. look if you do comedy you have to be ready to get completely annihilated and as you can tell i can <laughs> 
I think you got to be funny without being annihilated is like the true comedy. It's like if you can do that, then, hey, then Phil, you can Phil, be funny. Hey, Phil, but... Phil, say something funny, please. I'm not trying to be funny right now. Hey, I can't Tinder, be funny on the you spot. You must not watch Kill Tony. You got one minute. Give us your minute. Dude, I'm the only <laughs> one that gets less funny if I get inebriated. You sound like yeah. a jackass. See, some people's <laughs> brains need to slow down so they can communicate with others. Not saying I'm better, it means my brain hurts, and I don't want. I used to think I would be good at stand up when I like did a lot more drugs and stuff. Yeah, 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 on. yeah. Do the drugs. Phil, I actually, I actually think you could. I think you could have. I'm a gonna fucking kill my set, bro. I have like 20 minutes of good I think material. I could. Yeah, he's just too far on the right curve. <laughs> Why are you talking my dick like that? How'd you get a picture of my dick, actually? How do you know it's curved like that? Evan, I'm looking at my Solana wallet and there's still no donation. I haven't literally clicked. I'm fuck. What the fuck? Oh my god, my phone's at one percent. Oh my god, my phone's at one percent. I thought you were rich, Shut the bro. fuck up. Go I'm sorry, it, am I bad? I, I'm, I'm plugged in. I'm plugged in. I just had to do that. Like, I just jumped over my couch, barrel rolled, and somehow didn't break anything. Fans. For example, there's You're a ten thousand so... dollar bong on the thing that I really forgot about, and I almost broke it. And if it happened, I didn't know what would happen. Okay, A, I'm curious what brand, but B, elbow bands, glass. So nice. Face. Nice. Okay, Evan, Twitter, we're gonna have to Twitter get you back space next time a... after uh, you are like less high. Twitter space needs the Discord-like functionality where you can adjust people's volumes. That would be yeah. fantastic. So Especially getting, like you said, I'm difficult. totally loud, Steffi. That sucks. <laughs> I'm like trying to talk quiet now. <laughs> yeah, yours is, yours is always kind of loud. And it has a lag, too, so you tend to speak over everyone for some reason. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Oh, that might be the VPN. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Timmy's got the most uh, annoying connection always. I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, hmm. Am I wrong? Dad? I've never been in it's a, a ploy for dominance. Jerry Springer episode. I mean, this is fucking ridiculous, man. Jerry, Jerry, Seffy, can you invite yeah, some lag. people on stage? Let, let's amplify this chaos. I don't know what everyone's doing today. Get Mayor, Robo, uh, Slinks. Okay, let's see. I don't know if everyone's busy doing things or what. Where's no, 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 if they are, they're going to drop it. What the hell? Slinks has a new PFP. What the fuck is this thing? Slinks looks like a fucking... Oh, it's a squid. Okay. Okay. I get confused when people start changing it up. It looks like one of those plushies that autistic people love to hug. Everyone changes their picture and stuff. We don't know what's going on around here. I have a hard time. Like I, 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 I know one facial expression, right? And you like divert me away from that. I don't know what's going on. Did you say something? What's happening? Yeah, you changed your PFP, and I didn't know it was you. It's me. I'm like a big Squid Router fan. So Timmy's saying all this stupid now. shit about Rango. I was like, dude, <laughs> you don't even know how good Squid Router is. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so I thought like, okay. I just helping Shroot with the project. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Pixel Squids. That's the name of them. Okay. Yeah. 
What does that have to do with squid router? Oh, That's if you look at the colors of my squid, it's like specifically to the squid router um, design. Mm. If you've ever gone to their page. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, that's that. Anything else? <laughs> yeah, did you happen to notice Bruce's mandate? Um, At the top here. Yeah. Yes. What are, what are your thoughts there? I need to read the whole thing. One second. So you're going to have like this autism coin. You're going to have like a million bucks worth. And you won't be able to do anything with it. That's pretty much what that says right there. Yeah, this is a pretty fun experiment. Like we'll see who, who caves when the value gets high. Yep, who's going to cave? Yep, yep. Yep, there'll be snapshots and everything involved. So we'll see how it goes. Who created autism? Hmm. I said, who created autism? Sorry, I don't feel well, so my voice is a little scratchy. I think you'll... So imagine, like, um, Zephy and Sephy and autism and... Blotism. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You have to use your imagination. think a That's... little harder. It, there's kids. Use your imagination. There's hints. There's imagine. <laughs> yeah, you probably know by now, I would think. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm putting two and two together. Um but I am not feeling well, so I might be like But you but you you like cannot say it out loud. Has you, you can think it, but you can't. Oh, I'm not say gonna say I'm not gonna say anything. I have thoughts, but you know, AI yeah, has can. thoughts too, you know. Yeah, you can't say it out put loud. It, put it, I think the way I've been thinking about it is it was created by no one but the autism energy in the universe. That's that's what I've embraced. How you been, Slinks? Um, can I not hear everybody? Uh, no, you're good. There's just a quiet spot there for a second. Um, okay. and that's okay. You know, we can we can enjoy the silence at times. You know. Like, uh, you gotta enjoy the little things in life, okay? I know. I was after like a high intensity. She's been, but uh, yeah, that was pretty high intensity for a second. And yeah. Mayor's in. I think. I think Mayor brings. He brings the intensity. Mayor, what you have to share with us today? Hold on a second. Give me about five minutes. I'll come right back. Oh, you fucking bitch! What? <laughs> you know what I'm excited for? Um, actually, never mind. Timmy, someone uh, posted up here. Oh, this will make you happy. And someone else posted thirty-two dollar link, just like I did. Oh, look at that! Yeah, nice two X from here. That'd be yeah, quite that's, easy. Uh, well, okay, in that time frame, that that's all right. I was going to say that's fun. But that's okay. It won't take too long. Yeah. Bands, you're saying something? Um, 
I mean, I had asked you how you were doing. Um, you didn't say anything, so I figured like you're busy. So then I was gonna like hit Mayor up, but he did, he was like 2.5 seconds, I'm busy. So how are you doing, Snakes? Doing all right. This is like my first meme coin like real season and i'm fucking ex this is exhausting but you have to learn like you it's just a learning experience right um, trial by fire oh well i'm doing great so. have you learned no i just learned that you don't learned i learned from tara <laughs> so let's let's be real no i'm doing well i'm just saying like emotionally and mentally it's been really gnarly and the FOMO is like a real, I didn't think I would feel FOMO. It's like, sometimes you're shaking. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> I think that's what's exhausting about it is like how many times you've Oh, this is, your first, this is your first real go around, huh? Yeah. Listen, I don't I, feel I just that with autism. Myself. I just FOMO'd myself out of 5% of my portfolio the other day on uh, Jizz Rocket and Pussy Financial. So right there I'll with tell you, you I've been in this for a while. Only the, first time, the first time that I literally watched 70% of my net worth vanish before my eyes in a liquidation, that that was a moment that changes you. Um, every, you everything shifts after, after that. that. I'll never forget on Terra, like I was, uh, I don't know if anyone else here got hit by the Anchor Oracle liquidation. It was like a thing that happened. One day it just like wicked down yeah. for no reason and, and hit a bunch of people. Because and that was like when I had that was actually like the biggest stack I ever had. I never fully recovered from that. It was like a pretty, pretty changing moment inside. You're just like, oh, my God. For me, it was I had an ICO stack of link that I put on Aave and borrowed against and it got liquidated. And uh, that was a I did rebuild that, but that was painful. So I feel you also got hit in that exact same anchor exploit, actually. That was so bad. I think I got in right around that time during that crash. Um, that was when it went to like from like 20 something to like five bucks that first time. And I, I remember like the protocols all getting locked up and shit and you couldn't actually do anything. And that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to take much leverage on this thing. <laughs> like I knew after that, fuck it. There's no way you're going to be able to manage your little LTV or whatever. Dude, I had like I had like multiple wallets and like multiple positions and when, when the volatility got bad it was like why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> you're just yeah, like scrambling yeah, around between yeah, wallets, you can't like, even figure out how to put a little money figure out. Yeah, you can't even figure out where you're supposed to go and what button you're supposed yeah. to put because you have yeah, to do them all your at decision once. making is like like impossible <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Your decision making slows down. <laughs> yeah. It really does make you shake. You're just like like it's way too much adrenaline. It's not easy to think. That's funny. <laughs> there's the, but there's no like there's no way to uh, simulate that experience. You have to do it right. No, yeah, and it has to be your money. You know, like like it having it involve money. It's like very very different mm -hmm. too. Yep, it's the only way you fully like your brain fully like perceives it. Yeah, right. Like in a video game, it sucks, but like when you're playing a video game and you're losing money, also, <laughs> it's a little different. But that's also why we joke around. Like, you, have to, you, have treat, you have to treat this whole thing. You have to treat this whole thing like a video game. You really do. Yeah. Yeah, I've always, I've always actually. There was a meme I saw super early on. I think it was either on 4chan or Twitter. But 
something i know it was a tweet so it was definitely from twitter i just don't remember where i saw it but it was some joke about like i only invest in projects whose devs play strategy games or uh, like economy management games or something like that and it was mainly a joke but i remember resonating with it being like that actually makes sense because this whole thing's just a fucking game (laughs) back in uh 2021 my rule was the devs weren't allowed to have sex. If the devs were having sex, that was a bearish sign for the token. <laughs> How did you monitor? Curious. You got to ask him outright. He's a, he's no, I used to. I'd be like, look, dude, be honest with me, brother. Are you fucking right now? Because if you are, I have to sell by like my moral obligation. Like, if you're a really good coder, I expect you not to be able to get any pussy. And then I would I would sell a bit too because I'm trying to pump my own bags. You're talking about like Ritalin and just kind of like the cot next to your computer. Yeah, yeah, like Ritalin and um, really, I want the dev just to have a MacBook. But remember that's how the bear market like kept, you know caught up because like the FTX you know people they were doing all this DGen shit and then they were like hopped up on their um, drugs and then like they re- remember there was like a shortage of like Ritalin and whatever. And when that happened, it's like the whole market crashed. They couldn't keep up the hyper Ponzi at that point. They couldn't juggle all the squirrels or whatever the fuck they were doing in their head. And it just, it just all fell apart. Wasn't it some kind of a patch? I think it was a Parkinson's medication they were using. <laughs> I don't know. It was like a new drug. And I remember being like, what the fuck? I thought I knew about all the drugs. <laughs> like I'm just, you know what? I just thought about that. I'm just glad I don't have to like, uh, I don't have to f- like see Carolyn, whatever her name was, on the timeline anymore. That was really oh, brutal. Dude, my that man got brutal. a billion dollars, and he still had to. That was what he was working with, bro. It's hard out here. It for must be a guys. fetish. I've thought about this. Must be a fetish. No Ultra, other explanation. Ultra, don't question love, man. Don't question love. No, no. I'm just I saying, I mean, it's, it's hard times, bro. And now you got to do. Now he's now he's in here doing fucking decades in the pen, bro. And all he got was that, 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 bro. Like, I mean, it's rough out here. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, these honestly, and this, I've been saying this for a while, but chicks need to start like sleeping with nerds, or else our society's gonna collapse. Nerds need to start getting laid. The That's especially bigger nerds. Now. That's happening now. Yeah, that's why Elon Musk out there having babies with every like random person he meets. Or at least all women like. need to convert to sapiosexuality, and and that will save our society. Ultra, you're talking about incels, not nerds. Big difference. Oh, they overlap a lot, bro. Yeah, no, this doubt. is true. Ultra, what is your solution to the incel society? What are you going to do about it? That's the question. Oh man, I. It's over, dude. It's so over. It's just over. I don't know what we can do about it. I mean, I guess we need to uh, get everybody to all the all the men need to be on TRT because our testosterone rates. We need to figure out first of all. We need to figure out what's lowered our testosterone rates. Why are our testosterone rates sixty percent less than they were? You know, two decades ago or three decades ago. It's not. There's very explainable, there's very pinpointable reasons for that. What is microplastics or something? Fucking estrogen in our water, dude. 
from birth control. Tons of it. Our our water filtration right. systems are not designed to to filter out like what is being flushed in them these days from female hygiene products and like birth like control and such. Phthalates in the meat and in, and milk and all kinds of things. It, it, it's, it's that doesn't help. Product. Yeah. So that's the first issue. And then the second issue is we need to have more sex. So first is not eat. And then what was the other one? More sex. Mm, okay. Seems right, like honestly, I don't, I don't see ass. a way to fix it. I really don't. I don't know how to fix it. Like, I think that they need to... Uh, I think the testosterone would would help a lot of testosterone rates, but yeah. There was a Huberman Labs on testosterone and how I think it was Huberman Lab or something else that actually said testosterone has nothing to do with it. It's really interesting. I should send it to you. Wait, it has nothing well, to do with it. Like out being an alpha or like a bunch of different things like you're talking about, but yeah, it doesn't have much effect. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> well, no, but uh, whatever whatever the specifics are, testosterone absolutely is a crucial part of a functioning male body. It's the product of millions of years of evolution, right? It cannot be good to be low on it. Specifically, what, what, what about serotonin feedback? Right? I mean, like like serotonin regulation that has everything to do with it, and that's that's heavily influenced by by testosterone levels, is it not? I will say that uh, testosterone, like I, I'm on TRT right now and I was depressed before. And now that I'm on it, I'm like not like I like they put me on like all kind of antidepressants and crap like that. I don't know any antidepressants now. And I'm like way better off being on TRT. I think that people don't really understand like I'm 31. I don't think people really understand like hormones and how they work and everything. And I think that there is some t- sort of issue very very deep issue with our um the way that we're like you know eating and and drinking all the water whatever whatever it is something is fucking up our hormones this was not the case you know 50 years ago sefi can you write me a script for some testosterone therapy yeah right away man (laughs) thank you send you a question i'll dm it to your blockchain yo what oh my god the only ICO, actually the only scam in general I've ever fallen for, and it was in the form of an ICO I participated in, literally like 250 bucks because I was skeptical. But it was like a that sort of thing. It was back in 2017, like the ICO boom days. I think it was called Synapse. I'm pretty sure, actually. Uh, and it was the idea of like, healthcare and doctor service on the blockchain and being able to you know get scripts find doctors whatever and have your medical bitcoin Bitcoin pumped hard in 2017 what did dental coin or denticoin it was like a dentist coin (laughs) (laughs) it was gonna be the future and it just like ripped the future of dentistry Wider teeth through blockchain. Hey, Tokir, what you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Steffi. I am driving to office. It's you can finally morning. get into your autism and the Zeph tokens now. Now that everything. I already bought yesterday. All right, so you're in. 
I'm in, so I'm in. Oh, so you're up, baby. I'm up. Sefi, what's happening with Zeph? What's I'm what? down on it. Oh no, this is the this is the this is the scale in price range. It's good. Okay. Yeah, I'm just sitting on Zeph. I don't have any I mean I have autism, I don't have any autism tokens. What is the max supply on autism? Um Anyone you have know? to ask that, you don't need it. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. It's it's market caps like it's market caps like what seven mil right now or something six mil. Everyone just Whatever push the button. Don't think about it. Just push the button. Yeah, <laughs> just get at least one one you know, coin. What is it like a few pennies or something? Of like all Honestly, coins, I would I never. Love. I would I would never say this about any other coin except for this one. Push the fucking button. <laughs> I love watching stupidly autistic like. Wow, how fitting. Tiny market cap coins on like a one minute chart or something. Because it means absolutely nothing, but I like to pretend it does. Well, and, you know, you're, you know how um, either obsessive or artistic you are or something because you're looking at this chart for some reason. Dude, absolutely. What, what, what the, the fuck up am I doing sitting on this stage talking to you one second chart. Anyways, it just reached an interesting <laughs> little price level. It seemed for a good... <laughs> Let me give you my let me give you my TA breakdown like, for a good 10-15 minutes. That was Tokyo's buy right there. Let me talk, Zephy. <laughs> for, for a good 10-15 minutes there, it seemed autism was pegged at a solid 1.7 cents. Uh 1.72 to be precise, but it seems like we've recently breached that threshold and we're up around uh 1.75, which is a really big move for the autism coin. This is so fucking ridiculous. Uh, you're going full wobby on this one, aren't you? I'm I'm only watching it because of how yeah. absurd. do not compare me to Wobby. Come on. You're, man. you're doing on. you're doing a, a you're Wobby, doing I the, see you down there. I hope you're, you're insulted on my behalf. You're doing oh, this, very good at what he does. The autism market update by Tendermint Timmy. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a, this, every hour I'm just gonna wobby. cut you off and tell you the latest price movements. If the market cap's only like six K, I will ape in with a hundred bands. Dude, the market cap like four dollars. Go buy a bunch. Come on. I'm not that autistic. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, well, clearly, because you don't own enough. Hey, Timmy, did you see that uh, <laughs> the one big YouTuber guy uh, ran newer? I don't know how the crypto banter guy was highlighting a lot of Cosmos chains on YouTube. Like, dude, it's been like a, days of it too. It's crazy. No, it's like multiple, multiple times now too. He he's been hot on. He was hot on Injective. He's been on Injective for a while, and then he got on the Kuji bandwagon, and, and that's when Kuji started pumping. And then I think um, I think he did an inter- interview with Sito, and it's really kind of shined a little bit of a spotlight on on some of the Cosmos chains. He did two two interviews like two different days last week with Sito. They've been they've been like really shilling Cosmos stuff. It's crazy. I think he just has big enough bags. It's like worth <laughs> like shilling the whole ecosystem. Well, he he showed some of his trades, and he was like leverage trading um, Bonk. He was really into Bonk, and he showed his trades. He didn't show all of them, but he he showed like, and he was talking to like one of his people on his show he's like okay add all these up he made over like 100k on leverage trading bonk and i was like 
this dude is freaking serious, man. And so anyways, he starts talking about stride. I think he mentioned stride and stride. If you've noticed stride has had a serious, nice little jump. So been trying to, I, I never used to watch the guy, but I've been kind of watching yeah. a little bit now. It's a lot more interesting when you hold the coins he's shilling, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's yeah. It's like, yeah. Keep talking about Kajira, please. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude, I'll I'll watch it all day as long as it's stuff I own. I mean the dude's got how many subs on YouTube? Like over over a hundred K? Like two hundred K or something? At this point that channel is literally like promoting a lot of this stuff. It's kinda of crazy to watch. Like uh like those astro pumps, like you can you can just correlate them with like those videos last week, like both times. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining, because I was positioned before they did it, so it was kind of cool. Yeah, I like where Kajira is at right here. It seems like a couple of the people that, or most of the unbonders have sold off, you know, people that got in, you know, sub 50 cents. Um, I, I like what Zeph's doing right here. Zephy, I mean, this is perfect for Zeph. If it just sits here for like the next you know two three months or whatever you know it's perfect there's already kind of a bullish divergence rsi yeah it's not far away it's got a nice little curved bottom now so it's like it's flattening out it won't take too much longer i think i was enjoying the master class you were talking about ta with timmy and the fibs like um it kind of really made me rethink some stuff you know way way of looking at charts like that's there was a lot of good wisdom in there. <laughs> I mean, I tried, I've tried everything. I was programming PineScript on uh, TradingView since that thing came out. And there's indicators out the wazoo on the fucking thing. Like there's, you know, momentum indicators and this and that, all the funny things with all the little green triangles and red triangles and all that bullshit. Yeah, you don't need all those bells and whistles, right? No, <laughs> they don't work. Forget about the bells and whistles. They don't do anything. Like if you, if you forward test them, you know, quantitatively, you can make it look like they work if you you back test previous like let's say let's say you do the previous history of bitcoin or some shit and you run those little indicators and you find one that seems to have some predictive value yeah in retrospect you can pick and choose the one that appears to have some predictive value but then when you like run them forward they don't have any effect whatsoever so like none of these things tell the future which you know duh like that makes perfect sense. So then all you have to ask yourself is a simple question. When you have a whole bunch of traders trading something, what is the only way you can, what is the only thing that you can use to predict future price relative to current price and relative to current volatility? And the only thing that makes even a, a modicum of sense is the way these sort of FIB levels sort of work because there's something anybody can use. They're simple. Everyone knows them, and therefore, you know, traders are going to use them. That's all you need to know. Like, it's just a feedback loop of what people expect. And yeah, as a result, it materializes. It's what, the big, it's, it's what the big hedge funds use for their algo trades and stuff like that. Yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it just materializes because everyone uses it. That's simple. And um, that makes it predictive in, in some ways. Right? You don't know exactly how, how which one you're going to hit, but, like, you get a sense that, like, you could probably sell it near those levels and be fine um, if you want to. So anyway, it's, yeah, I've tried all the different things and it's all just, you know, it's just nonsense. And remember, like, what do I do for a living? 
like I analyze data to decide whether you live or die, right? So like the the predictive value, the future predictive value of data quite literally is what I do for like whether you live or die. So like the specificity of that data is really, really important. And um, it's important at a, at a very much statistics level, not at like, well, I just watched some YouTuber like, you know, draw some charts and stuff. And uh, like now I know what I'm doing. So at the end of the day, all all that matters is the, is the one, you know, the only the few little predictive things that you think most people look at. And then that's enough. It's self-fulfilling after that. If you have a high enough like liquidity, high enough market cap, then it becomes more predictable. On the smaller end, like on small market caps, eh, it's kind of plus or minus. You don't even need fibs, really. You can just say like divide the price chart from top to bottom up to like 25, 50 and 75% from the top. And you're going to get pretty close just doing that. You don't need, you don't even need to draw any fibs in anything. But I don't think like, like Sefi, like how far can you actually rely buying and selling on your fib retracements, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, pretty perfectly on uh, for, for crypto at least. Yeah, for at least like, no, especially in crypto, I don't think it really like, you know, helps. Like, yeah, it is a small factor when you look at DA and everything, but overall when you look at, it's a, it's a very bleak sentimental market, we can say. So in this, you have to believe in the narrative. I think the key, Sefi, you said it earlier, the larger the market cap, whether it's a stock or uh, a cryptocurrency, the the more the the this now this trading yeah analysis can work about yeah. like on, on like the daily and the weekly chart we're not talking about like the minutes and the seconds and all that bullshit like that i don't mess with trading that short term so it's like it's much more swing trade type thing um it's not a question of like whether it's bleak or not it's just like even in a bullish coin uh like you know you're gonna have pauses at fib retracements like that's what happens look at any chart today in the top 100 and you're going to notice that there's like really really good like fib correlation on every single one of them so like, every time you hit one you're going to have you're going to hit that resistance kind of number and people are using it so you're going to see people selling at those levels and it's just kind of a self-fulfilling thing i don't know what else to say People there's, put the there's a really good like reason for it too compared to traditional markets for a number of reasons crypto markets are just super dominated by bots and algos and so things like fibs yes. are such would have everything in technical analysis from bull flags to fibs whatever uh fibs are interesting because they kind of play into like natural numbers golden ratio blah 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 but all, all everything in technical analysis really is, is people agreeing that it's anything. And so if you simply exactly. have, you know, enough bots and algorithms looking at the big picture fibs that Sefi posts about that are everyone agrees upon because it's just like big picture tops and bottoms. It just it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It really is. Yeah. And there's also some like general concepts of like human psychology at play here too so take music for example um human beings like music somewhere in the like most frequently like pop music in like the 80 to maybe you know like yeah the 80 to 100 uh, beats per minute range would be kind of most pop music why is that like why isn't most pop music 40 beats per minute why isn't it 200 beats per minute because your brain 
these sort of like the thought is perhaps that your heartbeat is might be like the most like obvious metronome within your body and therefore there's like a biologic plausible reason why like you enjoy something at that pace and you know if you look at like music um the music industry like uh if you've ever done any djing or something like that you'll notice that like dance music will be typically kind of in the 100 to 120 beats per minute range um you know kind of house and stuff and then when you get into like more techno trance drum and bass whatever you're probably going to like the you can get up to the 120 to 150 beats per minute range you go a whole lot higher than that and like music is just not you just can't listen to it for very long and you'll notice that like the industry doesn't sell much music as each like for each literal literal beat per minute that you go higher um from the norm for pop you'll see that people like it less and less and it's much likely to be mainstream right so there's a there's some human norms same thing is true for like the price or value of something if like if you have a hundred dollars and you're able to walk into a store and that hundred dollar piece of clothing is worth you know you're getting a discount for 10 percent. you're like ah eh, whatever you're not really that interested in buying this thing you, you know ten dollar discount didn't necessarily do it for you now you walk into the the store and it's like you know the super sale at 80 percent off you're like you know what like i don't know if i like this shirt that much but fuck it i'll get in right like you're buying anything at that level because you're like eh, whatever you know if i like it i don't like it whatever i'm getting it for so cheap it's it's sort of like irrelevant so there's certainly like a uh, like when you look at price the top price of something you immediately materializes in your head as wait a minute like people think this is worth this so if you take the top price of save that for at 52 dollars clearly someone paid 52 dollars for it right because someone sold it to someone for that level um so along the way up like there are less and less people as price gets to the top who also think it's worth that right so as you get into these stratospheric sort of moves like for example if apple went up like a thousand x today right clearly it's not worth that and so you're going to find sellers as you get higher and higher the number of sellers increases exponentially in fact so when you look at um the way these fibs and sort of log charts work is you're looking at this sort of like exponential behavior of how human beings think so take injective for example it breaks past 25 dollars, right so forget about what you know about market caps or anything else if you're a buyer at 25 dollars and you're in crypto like can i agree can we all agree that we are probably looking for a 2x there probably right like the odds that you're going to get like injective to go from 25 to 50 is almost a given and um in that like in the crypto space in particular people are the expectation is is like 3x to 5x sort of minimum so when you break a prior high this is why you see these kinds of numbers take for example bitcoin breaking 20k what do we get we got a you know a little bit more than a 3x right 60 to seventy thousand dollars btc after the breakout so that's just an example of how like people's minds sort of look at these multiples and they're willing to hold until they feel like "Ooh, this bag is getting a bit heavy then you also look at the people that bought at the bottom forget about the ones at the breakout you go to the wait a minute who bought at the very bottom and let's say they bought a thousand dollars worth at injective at i don't know 25 cents or some shit, and now it's at 25 dollars right there's gonna, there's going to be some imperative to sell so the you have to think about like what is the person who bought at the bottom thinking when are they selling and you know if you look at like injective charter fet is a good example like it's heading up to its prior high so you know if you've held till that long already 
you're sure as fuck not going to sell right before the prior high as you know, with a fair likelihood. So there's a tendency for this continuation to happen. And then you add on top of that leverage, you know, geeks that basically want to go, Oh, you know what? I'm going to pile in with five X leverage. Cause I think this is going to go to prior high. So what are people going to do? They're going to put a sell order at prior high cause they think they can get around that level or they might front run it by a little bit or they'll put their stops or whatever. Um, if they short it around, you know, the prior high and then maybe have a, uh, maybe a 10% gap above it for like their stop loss for their short or something. So you kind of create the situation where like, you're going to create like activity around the prior high. So the prior highs, I think everyone can agree. Like there's a reason why that's a swing level. It's just a psychological level where, you know, if you walk into a store and if you go to, you know, 500 stores and you see that like a dress is worth $50 or whatever. Well, then, you know, your expectation is, is that because of all the stores you've ever been to, that this thing is now worth 50 bucks. Same thing is true. Like with, you know, traded asset, like you got a price of a thing and then you're like, wait a minute, like, okay, what, what would be, con what would constitute expensive here? And then like, if you're, you know, really right curve it, you're like, oh, look at the market cap, it's X, Y, and Z or whatever. But that's not how the mid, you know, the, the average person who shows up on, uh, you know, you know, Coinbase, whatever is thinking the FOMO crowd basically says, Ooh, I want a three X or four X or five X. And so these things just simply materialize out of thin air. Um, so when you, when you beat prior highs and you're at smaller market caps, the extensions go much higher right? Like look at any coin you can imagine like Kujira or I don't know, whatever, um, Neutron or anything like this. And they'll, they'll do a little thing. They'll do a pullback. Um, take Zephyr, for example, I think it was like a buck, buck 20 or buck 80 or something. It goes to six. Then it pulls back to what, like four ish. Then it breaks high at six. I bought the top right then it goes to like 52. Then it pulls back and then you're like, okay, where's the discount? Where's the discount? Where's the discount? And then people want like, um, you know, anything more than a 50% discount on a volatile asset and people start jumping in. So then you kind of, you can see how those lower fibs materialize. It's like, okay, well about 75% off, everyone's going to willing to think, Hey, look, someone was willing to buy this at 52. Clearly there's bios at six, right? $6. And a whole bunch of volume is created in the 20 to $40 range. So like if, you know, the material price of a thing is like, let's say around 30 bucks, right? Cause that's where the highest volume was. Then, you know, a drop of 50% from there at about 15 bucks, all of that range is fair game. And that's really all you have to think of. Like where, what does the buyer think a discount looks like? And when are people going to be like, Ooh, the FOMO's kicking in like, Ooh, it's at $19. Now it's 18 of oh, that 15 is coming close. Right. So then, you know, you wind up with like, a bit of FOMO behavior. And then eventually you're, you're, you'll notice this too, your behavior, you'll watch as it goes to those levels, you're getting anxious. You're like, fuck, if I don't buy this now, I'm like, I'm an idiot. Cause I didn't buy it when it's low and I bought it at 20 and I didn't buy it at 15. And you start thinking this way, like watch. And so, so in the crypto space was a lot of people just playing on speculation. There's a lot of people looking at charts all day fucking long and they're looking at prices all day long. And that's the whole meme where people are like waking, you know, that's why nobody sleeps in a bull market. It's because like everyone's got their phone on looking at their shit. Right. So, you know, all those new people, all those new followers of Zephyr protocol or, or whatever, your coin is injective or whatever all those new people who have bought that coin are now bag holders that bag holder is now like monitoring their fucking position especially the bigger their bag is like the bigger the whale is or whatever the more likely they're going to buy it if it goes lower right they're going to have money set aside and they're like i'm going to get more so there comes a point where yeah the the buyers simply outweigh the sellers on the way down when something's down like 70 80 percent what does it feel like oh my god this is going to zero 
right? The newbie is like, has no idea what they're doing. They think it's going to zero. So when, when there's some fraction of the people that if something drops from a top and it drops to like, you know, 60% from there, the reason why the price drops another 10% sometimes is because you have like less diamond handed people and they're like, Oh, these idiots, these shillers, they told me about this coin is going to go down. And guess what happens? It goes down a bit further because you literally have people selling the bottom. Cause like, think about that, right? Like someone is actually selling the bottom. What are they doing? Why the fuck are they doing this? Right. It's because of pure panic and fear. That's why it's happening. And all you have to do is buy it up and be done with it. So it's real, it's all very simple. Like, and as long as it's like a coin or something that has like some legs, like there's some interesting vibes behind it. There's, you know, that some people are going to want this, forget about whether you want to use it necessarily. Like if, I, if my metric for whether I wanted something mattered, like, well, if it, you know, like, then you're going to, you're going to right curve these things into like fading something like a Dogecoin pump or whatever. Right. So there is a tendency for like overthinking this shit and then thinking like, oh, just because I don't think this is interesting, other people are not going to think it. And, um, that's a dangerous like way to think about these things. Um, cause the thing, the very thing you think has the highest utility, um, can oftentimes be the thing that actually grows the least which is, which is always an interesting sort of thing as well. And this happens in stocks and shit too. Um, the, the stuff that you're like, wait a minute, like this is not worth this. And then, but yeah, like, but yet still people are bidding it up for whatever reason. So yeah, like the, the fibs and everything, like you don't even need to memorize all that shit. All you have to say is you could almost divide like a chart up in maybe like, you know, from top to the bottom is like maybe six stages, right? Divide by six. And then those six levels are approximately similar, similar to the FIB levels. Um, but the FIB tool on your little trading view or whatever does it for you. Just, you know, yank it from here to there and it shows you all the levels and everyone's going to trade. And it, and it's to the penny. I mean, I mean, like literally like, like you'll see people are using this, these numbers exactly to place their bids and place their, um, stops and different things. So this is why this happens. And, um, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Like in crypto, especially because it's super speculative, it's actually beautiful because in, in a lot of crypto, like say Bitcoin or whatever, you don't really have to pay attention. There's no CEO, there's no fundamentals. There's no like, you know, Oh wait, like, I wonder how many cars, um, Ford built this year or whatever. Like there's no fundamentals. There's no price to earnings ratio. Most people in crypto aren't like, Hey, how much you know money is this blockchain making? How much revenue are they generating? Nobody gives a shit. Like, I don't know, like in the coin, in all the chains that I have, I don't know what the revenue is being made is. Um, and, uh, like how much more transactions are needed for the chain to be profitable or any of that bullshit. The reality is nobody cares. Um, even the most diehard people barely care. So since fundamental analysis is not necessary, the reason why crypto traders enjoy it is because it's pure, like it's pure fibs and it's pure, just speculative nonsense. Right. And you can just simply put bids in along those levels. And it really, you don't have to call them. Per, I, I find it funny when people are like, Oh yeah, I know for sure it's going to go to this fib level. I'm like, you're an amateur. You have no fucking idea what you're doing. <laughs> like, because it's all probability. You don't know when the next YouTuber is going to put some video out and then everything explodes. Right. So if you are just simply just waiting, cause you're just really patient, you smart guy, you, and you're going to wait till the very, like your exact level and you're going to jump right in there. What'll happen is, is that, um, if it doesn't hit that you're basically under allocated the coin moons and you look like an idiot. Right. So like, and then you have to do all sorts of weird shit. Like 
chase with extra money or you have to chase on leverage or some BS because you felt like you missed something. Um, or you just have to go on to some other coin because you just missed it. So the simpler strategy is really to scale in. So you take all those FIB levels, you go, hey, look, uh, there was a FIB level at, uh, what is it, you know, uh, $25 or whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and like add some at 25 Oh, look, there's another one at 15. I'm going to add some there. But I don't know if it's going to hit 15. So I'm, I just add all the way down. So the simple thing to do is you just look at the levels as an approximation. And then you go, okay, 50% or more drop from the top is the beginning of a discount in a bull market, right? In a bull market, 50 to 70% drop is not uncommon. In a bear market, a 90% drop is common. Right. So that's, you know, unless you believe right now we're in the midst of a bear market, which is, you know, I guess it's possible, but like stocks are pumping, everything's sort of like catching a bid now. I think that's being too, too bearish, especially where BTC's market cap is now. And you can say like, okay, we're at least mid market kind of behavior where we're maybe we haven't had a full on bull market because like BTC hasn't broken all time high, which is kind of the bellwether. Um, but like it's bullish enough that it's like, well, is it more likely for a thing to go down or up now? And if the answer is it's more likely to go up because the general market's good, then you look at the more bullish FIB extensions. And if you're thinking, well, this is already kind of like topped out market, you know, it, like, you know, how much more cash can really come into the market and you think it's going to crash, then you say to yourself, okay, well, I, I need to like revise and start looking at not expecting the highest like stratospheric numbers and start revising those numbers down a bit and um you so you start getting a bit more bearish so yeah i mean i think the the timing of the market cycle matters as far as like whether you can throw darts at a dartboard and win you know and and, and how you're going to play this um and then that you know the other interesting thing about these fibs was like this season it's plainly obvious by the way and if you and if you do this you just go to trading view and make like do the fib tool on every single coin that you care about um and if you're not sure how to do them i post them on almost every one of the, the every one of the charts i put out so it's like you can see it quite clearly how it's done you just use a fib extension a retracement tool and sort of like draw from top to bottom of price and then you'll get the little you know all the little pretty little rainbow lines but like what you'll notice is that each coin um meets resistance at a different fib so like while not all the coins are moving identical like some move more, have moved more than others as far as like popping off their bottoms um the the some coins have definitely performed better off the bottom than others have and if you look at that and you say well why is that then you can start analyzing wait a minute is there a reason why you know, this one's moving more than the other. And should I be allocating to the one that's moving more or should I allocate to laggard? Right. Because here's the thing, like if you buy the thing that's already moved, um, you know, are you like chasing something um, that is truly going to outperform? Not necessarily. And here's why. Like in a market like this, where a lot of the participants are basically um, old money. So these are like, there's not a lot of newbies here yet, right? So it's old, like it's previous crypto money on the sidelines and people making decisions about where to throw money in. So what you notice is that like one coin at a time starts popping off. It's not all of them at once. Full on FOMO bull market, fucking everything's going, right? That's not what's happening now. So like now it makes more sense in some ways to pick up the things that are dipping, like for example, a chain link, for example, it has paused at like one of its FIB levels and it's gone sideways for a while. That's a safer bet to me than a lot of other stuff that's running straight up right now. Like take for example, a Solana or something. So there's probably more gas in the tank 
for like a chain link to go from, say, for example, $14 to $31 than it is for Solana to pull a 2x right now, you know, out of its hat. It's, it's just less, you know, right. And, and if you do buy on the way up, your probability of getting wrecked, because it could pull, not wrecked, but like, you could have a big correction. And now your money is sitting there stag stagnant while you know, you, you missed out on something else. So what will happen is like, whatever you buy, what's going up will suddenly have a correction. And then you won't have the money left over to go pick up the thing that was sitting there right in front of you waiting to pop, but it hadn't moved yet. And that's the way to think about this too. So, um, in this kind of PVP market where a lot of new people haven't shown up, it's truly people just cycling their money from one win to the next. So, you know, some, some smart, you know, dude that made a lot of money on Solana is going to then go, you know what, like what hasn't moved? Oh, Chainlink's waiting to move. Let's dump all this and go do that. And then you're going to be the bag holder of your Solana while someone picks up something that hasn't moved. Right. So, so remember the whales that bought at the bottom, let's say, you know, say for example, of Solana or anything else, those people are up big time. They, they don't necessarily have a reason to hold because if they've already 10 X, right. And they have other coins that they see that haven't 10 X yet. Why wouldn't they just move to those next? So that's where you get those corrections. So PVP markets like this, where not a lot of new people come in, you're going to get that rotation effect and you got to be super careful. So I see people like, Oh, I bought like Zephyr and you told me about it. It went down. I'm like, these people are just not going to make it. Like this is not <laughs> like what you're going to end up doing is you're going to get upset because the thing you bought went down for whatever reason, you didn't pick the exact right price or whatever the fuck it is. And then you'll get like, you'll, you'll end up allocating to something else that, that is already up. And that's where people get into danger, not danger, but you know, like then you'll have to ride that one down, right? Like example of that would be, um, uh, let's see, like Kujira had a pretty nice run, right? My bag from Kujira, I had almost nothing in it and it's like a gargantuan bag now. So that tells me something it's pretty hot already. And it could, it could go sideways for, you know, it could go sideways for a few months even, and that would be normal. And then in the meantime, like something like Chainlink's already gone sideways for a month and a half, right? So the probability of that popping off is pretty good because why? Um, people are, have had time to accumulate spot bags, right? Because attention has come back. And um, the people that are willing to put on leverage are going to get, you know, feisty at that point, right? Because they see a nice flat chart. They're like, oh, my downside risk seems to be mitigated. This thing has flattened out and I think I can go take leverage. So what you want to do is buy, you know, you, what you want to be is you want to be a spot buyer when something is low and have someone else take the leverage and pump your bags. What would you want to waste all your money on leverage for? Like, you know, when the lower risk thing is just to have spot, because if it dips, you still have your coins. Whereas if you put on leverage and stuff, then yeah, you have to spend less money in a sense when you put the position in, but then you have to put a stop loss and everything. And if you get liquidated, then, um, it basically costs you money to either cover, which you were going to do any, you know, like if, if all you had to do, if you had a spot bag is the price goes down, you just get more. Whereas if you're a liquidation type of situation, well, you have a lot more management you have to do. It's just, you know, it's not worth the effort to me. Um, but anyway, you, you do, people can do their thing, but, but you see the general like philosophy here is don't get the thing that's necessarily already pumped. You have to ask yourself like what has actual potential to do this that hasn't yet. And, um, and you might be wrong about those things. That's fine. Like, you know, it is what it is. You're never going to be right about everyone every time, ex as far as like how much they, uh, they pop off from their bottoms or wherever. 
but that's the theory here. But Shafi, there is one more important thing, like you know, there are some very these are interesting things that you mentioned. Now, if you look at, uh, let's say, uh, there are a lot, lot of other factors that people really ignore, right? So when a price is pumping, and when the price is pumping, people usually forget that there is, um, let's say, uh, all the developers they have to basically cover up their. So what they instead do is like um, they start deploying the, let's say if you if you look at ABC coin at hundred dollars, uh, they have already done 10x. Uh, market is looking a bit shaky. They start deploying basically from their ecosystem tokens. They start, like the, the typical market maker tricks, right? So you start deploying from the market through your market maker, the ecosystem funds, and eventually you. Um, you're kind of like you know making the uh, liquidity bit thinner and thinner and thinner. Now, if there is any major, you can say retracement that comes from the macro market side of things, then you see a massive, a massive pullback, right? So I think uh, also there is, uh, in, especially in crypto, you can see a lot of um, unfair access to uh, alpha. So when we talk about alpha, the alpha that's passed on to us through, through let's say Twitter or anywhere like. There is most pr probabilities are always that they are not going to work because these guys are in. That's why they are talking about it. Like someone is talking about Ram Yuna. He has done it in all the cycles, like Vincent Rupi. So if you have a million. Yeah, well, well, Tokir, well, I would say 99% of people in this space, probably more than that, are not going to be talking about too many coins or anything unless they happen to own some of it. Like, unless you're truly like some kind of crypto journalist or something. And you're literally disclosing that you don't own any of these things. So for sure, like um, there, that it is worth paying attention to Tokir. Like if there are certain people that are like really successful shillers or whatever you want to call it, like a wizard or whoever, and like they have a huge, this weirdly huge following of people that will buy whatever they say, then like, you know, in, in that sense, that's a question you have to ask yourself. Am I going to ride that wave? Or, you know, am I going to just fade that? And because it's, I'm, I'm worried about that alpha that there, those people have. Um, and I think a lot of people figure like, well, you know, I'd rather just jump on the bandwagon for the roller coaster than worry about who's shilling what. And I think that's most people. So the it's, and then the flip side is true too, to hear like, if you have some bag that you own and you're like, Hey, there's nobody marketing this thing. Nobody seems to care about it devs do something, please say something, hold Twitter spaces, hold, make YouTube shows, something. Um, people get equally upset, if not more upset when they have a bag that's not going up because no one's saying anything, which is also a weird kind of like, um, thing. So yeah, but you're right. Like there's always someone's going to have more alpha than others as far as like, um, some nuances of some token or whatever, or, you know, release dates and things like that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Twitter space is interesting. You can actually talk to devs from time to time and, you know, have them on and, you know, they'll tell you all sorts of details. <laughs> so that's really helpful to gather that alpha. And you can't do that in the stock market because, you know, these publicly traded companies, unless you work for them, you know, or something, you happen to have insider information, which by the way, a lot of people trade on insider information in those things, right? You know, they do. Um, or at that's least my favorite passed on. Mm. Oh, tr insider trading. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but you know, people do it. Like, um, oh, it isn't, it's probably the most prevalent activity in the financial sector. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I mean, you, you only have to know certain metrics. You don't even, it's not even, it doesn't even have to necessarily be like totally insider trading as in like, you know exactly what's going to happen and who's going to release what, what day. It can be like settled things like you're just in the know because you're in the industry. That's what, yeah, that's why it's such a gray line with like politicians, right? Because there's so many things where like, you can't directly correlate it with a certain stock or investment, but you also would be kind of ignorant to say there's yeah. no correlation. You know, I'll it's, give it's you very an example. Tricky. Like people in government will do this all the time. Like they'll have some sense of where the town is growing because they know they're watching like what highways are being approved, what roads are being approved and what locations. And then they will have that alpha as far as like where things are going to happen. And then they'll use that to their advantage indirectly to maybe buy a plot of land a few years in advance because they know a big road's going to come through. And it might even be public data, but who the hell is actually reading all that shit? Nobody. So just being in the presence of those people will get you the insider information. You don't necessarily have to. It, it's not even necessarily illegal necessarily. It's kind of quasi questionable, right? But people do it all the time. It's just, it is what it is. You, you can't take that that's information. A, that's a really that. good example, actually, because that's one of those things where, like, I call it quasi, but it shouldn't be illegal because technically it is public. And so if someone wanted to hustle and try and get into that, that kind of deal by like keeping an eye on stuff they theoretically could, but yeah, because, because yeah, in some so of those cases, it, some of those cases, not just like some city council or something that votes for a road, right? It's, it's like, you just happen to know it's coming because, you know, it got, it's getting approved or it has like a bunch of engineers talking about, you know, the design of it. And then maybe that person knows like how much of the land is going to be occupied by this new highway versus how much it isn't. And so that gives you a sense of like the nuance of like, Oh, wait, maybe I want land over here or something. And it's really, really cheap because there's nothing there yet. Right. Um, so these kinds of things happen a lot. Um, and, and I think they happen probably in, um, like in the crypto space, the thing is like, you may just be like a developer and you're like, okay, you, 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 know, you tell your family and friends, Oh, by the way, you might want to grab, you know, this token soon as it comes out. Cause it's going to be worth this. And, you know, it won't be on this exchange until then. And, you know, like all that's pretty much legal, essentially. There's no, there's nobody regulating any of that shit. Right. So it's going to be just absolutely rife with insider trading. But the, the point of technical analysis is like, none of that shit matters. That's the whole point. Like, you see, the, 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 the technical analysis is the concession that you are not going to ever know all those details. All you want to know is, does it reflect, what does it reflect on the chart? And what are traders going to do with that information? Not necessarily, hey, wait a minute, this could have been like a rug pull. Or maybe, hey, the, this was um, Sergey Navarov, like, you know, whatever, like selling at the top. And that's you know, that's chain link, keeping the price down, dumping on their investors or whatever. Um, you know, like that's where the fundamentals matter in the sense that like, if you know token supply and a few other things, you might say, well, you know, maybe the developers aren't going to let this ride to the, the upper fibs because like they have to make money at some point and they're going to be basically selling on the way up. And as a result, that might make the velocity of your particular project not particularly, um, as as fast as some and a different one right so so all of that is true um but you're never gonna like, completely know for sure right like how many proof of stake and and even proof of work systems that you know of that there aren't like people that mined earlier or have you know team tokens 
or, you know, something of this nature where like you feel like you can definitively know when they're going to sell, right? Unless you know, for sure, they whisper to you, you're not going to know. Um, and, um, and even if they did tell you, are you going to believe them for sure? <laughs> or, or are they, or are they telling you, oh, I'm going to sell at a hundred, but they were really going to do a sell at 80 or something. You don't really know. So in that environment, like the technical tools are simply a way to sort of like assess, um, in one way, like the relative performance of a coin, but the relative performance of a coin relative to other coins is also interesting. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, it's not always, that it's going to give you the best buys in the world. Um, but it might like help you with a little bit of the risk management or something. So it's kind of the idea. Um, it's just putting your mind in the, in, like understanding where people are likely to place trades. Um, and if that's the case, then there are some price actions going to be related to those, those kind of events. Man, I see lucky here after a very long time. Lucky man, come up on the uh, speakers panel, man. It's been a while. Yeah, he's been he's been hanging out, but hasn't been coming to talk much. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Maybe he too is autistic. <laughs> he's busy checking, getting aut autism coin. Yeah, the the autism coin is interesting in that, like, it started out with, uh, you know. I don't know. It's just kind of a fun thing, pretty much. I I can assure you it's not a rug pull, though. Don't ask me how I know that. It's just I'm one of those sure. insider things. <laughs> What's that? Did I hear something earlier about it? Some somebody working on getting it listed on Coin Gecko already. Yeah, Do you I know anything about that, Sappy? Yeah, got some yesterday, and yeah, maybe just pick a little bit more and just keep. Let's see. Let's see. What's that? What'd you say? I said I picked some yesterday. Oh, okay. I take some more, and then let's see. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all all the injective the people space. are uh, are going to get some probably. In the crypto space, I think there is one particular community which is like okay, way smaller. Do it. I think there is only well, Luna community, the OG Luna community, who has the biggest balls to dive into anything. So. I yep. mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, the like, Luna community definitely has hair on her balls now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure, like, the people who have made it through, like, this last bull market are no strangers to volatility, that's for damn sure. So, that's a plus side. Like, there, like there's nobody who's been here for the last year and if you told them, oh, that coin could dip 80%, they're like, okay, they shrug their shoulders and they're like, like whatever, right? Like that's kind of just normal. Um, so that's a, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. A lot of things are still down 80%. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it's just, I just wonder if the market, uh, you know, how this is going to work out, if it's going to become rational all of a sudden, or if we're just going to uh, keep, you know, what's happening right now is basically all of these coins are pumping on every single layer one and layer two to try to advertise the chain. And I'm wondering how long that advertisement's going to happen, and then how long until that liquidity actually goes somewhere that makes sense. But we'll see. I think it's I think it's relatively fair to say that if you're in a project or just if, if there's a project that hasn't seen at least 50% uh, 
price gains in the past two, three months. It's probably a dead project. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm tempted to say like 100% even except for like large caps. Um, like, and even more than that, like anything that's still down 80, 90%. I mean, something's had such a crazy. Uh, uh, 50, I would say, like, if it hasn't come up at least one third of the way up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That feels about right. Yeah, fifty. Like, only some coins have made it to fifty, so that's probably. It also depends on the large cap, small cap. You know, volatile versus a little bit more stable. But yeah, yeah, and and um. Like BTC has already made it past fifty percent, so it's it's only has one it has no fibs left before all time high. In fact, so there's that. <laughs> like, so that's that's a good bellwether. Generally, I don't really use fibs that much unless they're really like small caps, like micro caps. But I use uh, like volume profile, and there's really not much resistance overhead. From a volume profile perspective for Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin's like yeah, pretty much the easiest five or ten x in the world right now, probably. Yeah, there really is not much resistance there. There's not. There's not even a fib before all time high, so that's a good sign. That's yeah, there, like there's, the there's kind of just an airy space like, there with no my brain means like other coins, and I know for a fact that like Bitcoin is gonna. Not for a fact, but I'm I'm very. I'm fairly certain that Bitcoin will go very hard, you know, but who knows what happens. I'm, I'm, what I'm unsure of is what happens when Bitcoin does pump hard, whether I, it's like liquidity say, halt or it adds liquidity to halts. I would say it's though it's dramatically easier for Chainlink to 2x right now than it is for BTC to do the same thing, like dramatically so. Like it only takes a moment, like you, you could have like within a few weeks doubling of something like Chainlink, right? Because it only it doesn't need to move much market cap at all. So it depends on what yeah. kind of size you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, or any of these, like, you know, top, you know, 100 or, or even the coins that, that should be top 100. You know, a lot of these, the, the valuations don't make sense because a lot of the liquidity is just, like, funded through, like, VCs. And the VCs literally just, like, don't know what they're doing and have no idea what they're doing. And they're just trying to, like, echo what someone else did. And once all that echo liquidity comes into those those VC tokens and then gets shuffled around, hopefully the market will find some rationality. But you know, I don't think that it's a very rational market where Zeph is under uh, like two hundred mil, like two hundred fifty mil. Like that's absurd. Like I can pump a shit. We people pump shit coins on Ethereum all the time to uh, you know way 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 higher. Um, so you know, there's just a lot of rationality in the market. And I think it's a lot of it is based on like advertising capital. I think they. Um, you know, like these these pumps like Bonk and like Ninja and, you know, Dog with a Hat or whatever the, whatever the hell they're pumping. I think that there um, is some sort of VC consensus that is then followed by a market consensus that everybody apes into a single token on the chain. And that once you get one token on the chain that's just fucking ripping, it's like you can't look away. It's like I can't, can't go anywhere else, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, once that liquidity is done and once they have um, they're done, like, you know, moving and shaking and trying to get more people on chain of all these chains, you know, all of the, all the little chains are doing right now. Um, I think it comes back to ETH. Um, and then when it comes back to ETH, I think ETH puts on a massive pump across all kinds of coins. 
Um, and then I think when that's done, Bitcoin probably rips. Yeah. And then also just kind of the, just thinking of the, like the, the way things have looked so far, it's like things are pumping one at a time. So what's interesting is people have all bandwagoned onto different things because of their sort of growth curve. And then when those run out of steam, people are going to, you know, those things could dump, I mean, or correct, I should say pretty substantially. So like, so, you know, and when, when that happens, it's like, you know, those who have capital are going to start looking to opportunity elsewhere. They're going to say, Oh, this is going to, because once something has dipped like around 20 to 30%, people start getting a little bit nervous about when they, what the pullback is going to look like. And, um, take like Caspa, for example, it went to like 3 billion and it dropped down to, I think like 2.2 billion. In fact, let me see what that looks like right now. But if you, um, just kind of see like the the magnitude effect that would have on a portfolio. So, you know, it's one thing to say like, okay, I ran a 10 X, but imagine you had a hundred X on something and like the thing, you know, you're worth, you know, a metric fuck ton of money. And, you know, you, your, your coin drops from, let's say 15 cents at the top down to like, nine cents at the bottom right and this deep dip right like if you pull up castle's chart you'll see how fast it sort of pulled back um that's going to shake some people out for sure and then if it once it does that like casper looks like it's getting ready to put in like almost a complacency shoulder which means that like if it doesn't pick up a lot of volume quickly it may drop another you know big dump and then of course then you have to have you have a chart that needs to consolidate for a long time because remember the price effect when you have these rapid markups is that that market cap shit is not real right like a a market cap has to materialize over time uh, to become quote-unquote real the pullback and the higher low is what really matters and when you start to do that like casper ran in the bear market and so therefore it sort of like is peaking out to some extent now people might say well i don't know that's an interesting chain or whatever but it may not be the like highest upside right now and that's why like the proof of work people who know caspa who know a few of the caspa forks and maybe zeph things like that those people start looking and going wait a minute like where am i going to find some opportunity here maybe i'll sell this and i'll go buy something else and that's where um other things start catching a bit i think um yeah, because a few runners like in, Injective, Caspa, Kujira, um, Celestia, um, what else? Um, that have, I mean, things that have made it to like 500 million to a billion market cap, that range and above. Um, those are already getting a little bit heavy already, right? And they need to sort of take a breather for a few months, probably. I mean, if you go just look back at charts and things, nothing goes from like, say, for example, pennies to let's say a $10 billion in like three months or something, right? Just, this doesn't happen. <laughs> like this oh, takes usually. Bog did it just now. But like, but it's, but the, but the dump will be magnificent, right? No, so I, I agree. I think it's all a bunch of bullshit and they're selling, they're using bog to sell salon phones or something. Something's going on. I don't know, dude. Um, but you know, yeah, like it, so let's, let's literally basically zero, like pull it up if, if you want, but it was like, it was like worthless essentially. And it then went to. Yeah. It's like 1.2 billion, not 10 billion. 
1.2 billion is like a lot. Yeah, so 1.2 billion is fairly easy to get to for crypto stuff, especially with yeah, the, but with the market the, the low liquidity. Remember, it's there's not a, there's not that much actual real liquidity. In order to hold a 1.2 billion market cap, you need a pretty good bit of capital. Oh, you no, most certainly do. So it's going to dump like big time. Like it depends on how much liquidity liquidity is like sort of actually injected, but it's probably usually in crypto, it's about 10 percent of the market cap. So maybe a hundred million dollars of cash can in, maybe. Yeah. It's not even 10, it's usually five, but like, you know, so right. when it gets crushed, all these things will go correct a lot. And, um, and so what's going to be happening is you're heading into a bull market. You have some things that already pumped a lot for whatever reason. And what you're going to wind up with is now all the other stuff is going to start catching a bid. And those exact things that pumped are probably going to be the ones that like crash and consolidate for the next six months. And then people are going to be like, oh, shit, I missed the other things in the bull market because I was paying attention to this Caspa thing or whatever it is. And I caught it and I caught it at the very top or whatever it is. And um, yeah, the, the mistake to make is chasing the tops of whatever it is you're buying. Not yeah, that it couldn't go up further. Really like, I'm not saying like that how much it costs to hold something up. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying necessarily it couldn't go to like three billion again and hit hit ten billion market cap. I'm just saying that you might have like a six month wait before that actually happens. And in the case, I'm saying that I think that this entire pump was some type of weird. Uh, the bonk pump has weird vibes to me. It went from basically zero to a billion and like overnight is like crazy to me. But whatever, I'm I'm probably just coping because I didn't buy any bonk. But okay. <laughs> something. Um, let me look at what the actual chart looks like here on. Uh, it's just like stupidly hard. It was like one of those pumps where it's like. Everyone was terrified to sell because it was just pumping so hard that basically you just you just have to freeze. Like it's like well, I can't sell it. I mean, look at it. Like I can't sell it. You know, like it's like and it just kept going and going and going, and everyone was paralyzed. But what happened with bump is all right. So you have like um, one second. Let me pull up this. I swapped it. So. When it opened um, initially, at least on MexD, um, it was fairly high, and it, and it was—I don't even know how many decimal points this has. Like five zeros followed by four, <laughs> and um, it dipped way down to like, you know, six zeros followed by a two. Basically, it dropped a lot, like an order of magnitude, and then it pretty much went straight up for whatever reason. Like pretty much from there, it popped past its prior high. Had a little bit of resistance, pull back literally at the prior high, um, it dipped a little bit and then took off. So this is basically a, a like prior high from February breakout. And um, let me see like how much it broke out. So first question is, did it actually go along with some of these fib levels and things we talk about or not? And let's see what let me see what it did just to see if it conformed to its extensions and stuff. Um, let me see here. But remember, there's going to be sellers once it gets to a certain point because nothing goes up indefinitely. So let's see here. Um, yeah, so it actually uh, went three FIB levels above its prior high, and then it pulled back to the second FIB above its prior high. In fact, it hit it exactly at point, like to the penny, pretty much. Uh, I think we're just going to have more FIBs. Like 
I don't understand where you place the fib. Like there's so many no, different. You, you, you take, you take the, like in this case, Bonk was kind of new. So you just pick its like original price and then take it all the way to the very bottom. So that would be its swing low. And then like you do the extensions based on like, so it'll put, give you retracements, which is back to its prior high. And then it'll give you extensions, which is the levels past the prior high. And they're just basically multiples on the way up. And it actually conformed perfectly to fibs like bonk did. And so if I was, if I was the owner of bonk and I was watching it, I would have done exactly, I would have sold exactly where the people sold, which is three fib, fib levels above the prior high. Why? Because for lower market cap shit, right? So, and bonk was like in the, you know, few hundred million market cap range when it sort of took off past its prior high. Lower market cap stuff tends to hit like several FIB extensions before it crashes again. And that's exactly what it did. So I would say Bonk's price action is pretty typical of those market, the, the market caps of that level. What's impressive is how fast it goes up, right? That kind of flagpole market effect of just blasting off. But a lot of coins do that. Um, and, and, and many of them can be just as quick, quite frankly. Like look at Kujira, for example. Look at Injective. Injective has went totally parabolic. Um, and look still at Bitcoin bags in three months, and they're going to look the same. Way. What's that? Look at my shitcoin bags in three months; they're going to look the same way. They they very well could, like they very well could, like so. Zephyr is a good example, right? Like after you pass fifty bucks, like three fib extensions is like four hundred dollars, right? It's like it's it's quite high. I tried to do a fib, and it it put a level at like one seventy seven for me. I, I didn't do the fib right. I don't think I've never been doing. I do volume profile usually. Like I've, I basically was mostly a Bitcoin trader. It's the problem um, with volume profile, it doesn't tell you about the future after the previous high, right? It only tells you up to the high. Right. Yeah. So you to, to estimate the fib levels are nice. To estimate the exp ex uh, extensions is what you need to be able to say, wait, like what kind of gas is this thing going to have in the tank? If it's a smaller market cap, I'm like, ah, it'll probably pop, pop three fib levels above its prior high. If it's a gigantic market cap thing, like say Bitcoin, you say, well, if it makes it one fib above its prior high, it's, that's 150K Bitcoin. So it's like, wait. <laughs> um, so making it past that would be like way up in the stratosphere. And then you have to ask yourself fundamentally, is that much money in the world going to come into BTC that quick? Whereas with micro caps, right? Three fib levels above prior high would be basically normal. It'd be very, very common. And therefore, like, um, you know, you just learn to expect it. And with Bonk especially, like, it hit right into that 1 billion plus range. And now you're starting to see people go, oh, look, the market cap's looking lofty. You know, whatever. I'm going to take some sell, sell in here and pro take profit. Because some of those guys are, like, up 20x or 50x or whatever the fuck, right? So you know some of those people are going to sell. They're not going to hold forever. It's called bonk after all. Like so you're gonna have some selling, <laughs> so it's just part of the part of the mix. I like when I saw bonk pumped. The first thing I thought was I need to buy cat coins. Now the dog coins are pumped. I need to buy cat coins, and so I bought pussy, pussy finance. But it when I bought it, it was at like 600k market cap, and it ripped up 10x. I was at the Beeple event. I was literally at the Beeple like art like Christmas party or whatever. I saw people. I met people. I shook his hand. I said, "What's up, Alex?" And uh, he was like, "Get away from me, freak!" <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, it was actually really cool. This dude sold 69 million worth of NFTs, and then he just like spent it all on this like he or not all of it, but some of it on this giant art gallery of his art, and it's just like awesome. 
But anyways, while I'm at the event, my phone dies and I have to use my brother's phone because this pussy coin is pumping so hard. I put like four ETH into it and all of a sudden I have 40 ETH. And then I watched it and it just falls all the way back down, dude. Well, not all the way back down. It's like a three mil mark cap, so I'm still up. But um, yeah, I just, I like did some shit coining, but uh, I didn't caught any like crazy rapid pumps. This thing 10X and literally overnight. It was like, uh, it was crazy. I tried to draw fibs on it, but I don't, I don't understand fibs at all. So yeah. Everything's like pumping so, right now. Just as an example, um, if, if you look at like when Zeph was like, oh, I don't know, like sub 15 million market cap. Um, and if you use like six bucks and four bucks or something like that as its kind of initial sort of levels, um, what you found is that like Zeph went jumped seven fib levels seven extensions above its like prior high. So like if it broke out at six bucks, it went to $52, right? Big gigantic jump. Is that going to happen now? No, no way it's going to happen now. Why? Because the market cap's much bigger and it takes a lot more actual money to move that, right? So you can make short-term pumps quickly, but to consolidate, to create that, you know, the actual bring that much liquidity in is when the consolidation phase happens and it takes quite a bit of time, right? So now more time has passed so more weeks have passed and then over the next weeks like the next thing that can, you can get is like a rational next level would be three fib levels or so would be rational and that would take you to a market cap like well it'd be like four hundred dollars and that brings us to like what like is that a billion market cap or something i don't remember exactly what what that is but i think it's like close to a billion so that billion dollar market cap would be exactly like the bonk move essentially and then and it's not unreasonable like that these things can move that way. Now, when it does that, that doesn't mean it's just going to soar off straight to 10 billion. That doesn't make any sense. Then you're going to get a whole like retracement. Maybe it drops 50% from there to 500 million or whatever. And then it bounces all over the place for God knows how long. Right. And then if eventually it materializes, then the, the difference that in, in crypto is like, once you get past like, um, um, like I think Zephyr's mark, uh, market cap rank is like around 550 right now. And the higher you move up, it serves as straight up advertising for your coin. So if you make it to like market cap of, um, you know, 200 million plus, which is, you know, really anything above like 500 million market cap gets you there. Then now you're really, you know, cooking with gas and like people start noticing your project, right? Like how many coins have you seen show up in the top 200 and you're like, Ooh, what's that? Like, and most people aren't even paying attention to the top 200 because we all know that stuff pops in and out of that shit all the time. But when you see it pop into the top 100, now you're like, ooh, what is that? Right. So, so if you get to 500 million market cap, you are truly in the top 100 at that point and your visibility skyrockets. And therefore, like, if you're like the, sh the shillability of a coin or the, the narrative or whatever it is that brings something to 500 million that basically puts enough gas in the tank to get you to the next to the, like in a bull market to another like you know three four five six billion um is not unreasonable when things go full fomo full bull market but if you don't make it to like that 500 mil market cap it's hard to get that visibility i would say right because imagine if you saw zephyr go from here to 400 million what are you going to say to yourself you're going to say hey wait a minute like um it actually can happen, right? Like you all of a sudden it's like, there's like rainbows and sparkles and stuff. And like, um, you know, 
um, heaven is real. And you get, it gets into this mode of like, wait, it really can happen. And so once you discover that, then you're like, okay, you start thinking, oh, wait, everyone else thinks this can happen too. And everyone else thinks my coin is a good coin and it's not a shit coin or whatever it is. And everyone goes into a frenzy and then, you know, YouTube videos spark off all over the place, place and that takes you to the next sort of level. And then with a higher market cap also, you can get um, much larger people buying in because like a whale can come in at much higher market caps, throw a million dollars or something and not get too much slippage. So now you see those people sort of like flowing in. So, yeah, but, but you have to get to that point first and, um, and, uh, the, the buzz has to happen and whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting how, when you've seen so many of these things pop over the years, you kind of start to recognize the features of the ones that are like, wait a minute, like, I think people might like this one, right. Or whatever. And you'll miss some like the box of the world or whatever. And that's fine. But you have to learn the lesson of like, what did they do right? And what was the reason why they did what they did? And can that happen in my coin? Or can I ha like, if I'm part of a team, can I make that happen in our team? Like, what did they do exactly? How did that happen? <laughs> and uh, yeah, but, but it's interesting how these FIB levels work and, and um, people are definitely using them because Bonk's a perfect example. Um, you, if you drop a series of extensions, it literally hit the exact third extension which conforms right about to that billion market cap level. I think people like that too. Like they like to see like 500 million market cap and billion market cap. So if you have certain FIB extensions, they happen to correlate also with a market cap level. It's a pretty good psychological thing, right? Because people that are buying market caps are who? I mean, micro caps are who? People going to like fucking trade ogre and go into like Mexi and whatever and traversing the internet to go find these little coins. These are generally a little bit more savvy folks who think of stuff like, hey, what market cap am I buying at or whatever else? Um, you're not talking about absolute degen retard energy. You're talking about people who sort of know their way around these things. And so they tend to be more technically traded um, because you have a lot of more, a lot of more people watching that, you know, and playing in that sandbox. So yeah, it's interesting. Like on the lower end of the market, people are like more crypto elites. And on the top end of the market, um, like, you know, the, the, the big dogs in Ethereum or in Bitcoin or in whatever, right? Like those people also are very technically trading at that point because you're talking about big professional market makers and hedge funds or whoever else, Galaxy Digitals and all those type of people. So you, it's interesting how like at different levels you can see this. And in the mid-market areas where like it's not quite great enough for the big boys to jump in at the same time, maybe... You know, I didn't get in early enough and I'm not sure if it's going to succeed. Right. So then people go to the market micro capped because they're like, well, if I throw in a thousand bucks here, that might turn into a hundred thousand dollars. Like, you know, if I'm going to only live once, I'm going to do this. Right. Like, <laughs> You see all these interesting patterns. Um, and if it goes full on bull market, man, like if BTC passes 65K or 70 or whatever, uh, you go past all time high and everything and everything's just roaring and the whole economy is going crazy. Stock market's going berserk. Then what will happen is every little micro cap you ever thought you're like every ticker that every Twitter Schiller or whoever ever posted, all of them pop. And you're like, wait, why didn't I just put a hundred dollars in every single one I saw? Right. That's exactly how it feels like during the bull market. You're like, while everyone was talking about this at the very bottom, I just faded everything and I didn't buy a damn thing. And now here I am like buying higher and it's just, yeah, I don't know, the whole, it's just stupid, right? Because it's everyone's in disbelief still that we're going to have a bull market, right? So, like, there's a lot of people that are like, I don't know, the economy, and maybe it'll go sideways, whatever else. So, there's a tendency to be under-allocated at the bottom. Happen, happens pretty much consistently. And all of us do it, by the way.
Like <laughs> I find myself still buying random shit like now, even though I should have been fully allocated, like, you know, six months ago. Right. So it happens to everybody, I think. Anyway. Um, oh, hey, Rebel's there. And who else is hanging out today? Uh, Elode's there. And uh, anyone wants to come hang out, feel free. Tell me what you're buying. What am I? What do I need to go get before it's too late? <laughs> like FOMO for the for the good shit. I don't know. I tend. I tend to think that like Chainlink's a fairly straightforward move from around fourteen-ish where it is now to about thirty-two. So use that for what it's worth. Like think about it. The the diamond well, hands. No, I stuck in that one. <laughs> the diamond hands of the Chainlink community held that coin like at an average price of about seven to eight dollars. Oh, not so we, we just 18 kept months. Us. Yeah, 18 months, right? So like those people who were going to sell had had an opportunity to sell. It's only at 14 bucks. Its breakout was at 10. <laughs> Basically, there's very people little. People genuinely like not even thinking about selling till 1K when it comes to not that. 10. The breakout it's was like 850, but you get the picture. Like we're really not talking about much of a multiple there. So most of those folks are not selling shit at this level. Like it makes, it would make no sense. So there's a few people that took on leverage and, you know, obviously, you know, the thing pumps and they sell, but um, yeah, I, I don't think there's a, a strong selling presence there at all. I'll consider selling some of my long term chain link holdings. If some of them around $300, like genuinely. And many in the community, like, say a thousand, which is humorous if you calculate market caps. But what would the market cap be a thousand? Uh, it'd be like Ethereum level. Oh, no, it'd be bigger than Bitcoin's ever been. So uh, <laughs> it's some hopium. What's our market uh, cap now? Uh, what is Link's market cap? It's not, that's not that I don't know. I'm in bed at this point on my phone. I'm too lazy to look. Let me, let me see. Um, market cap of Link is, uh, let's see here. Mm. It's uh, 8 billion. So a 10x from here, I put it at uh, 80 billion. Uh, is that rational? That's a rational level. So to get to $140, I think that's a, a thing that can oh. happen. Yeah. Oh, easily. And 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 better, that could, that could be transient. transient. That could be transient. It might pull back to, you know, fifty bucks oh, again. Yeah. But the point is, it, I it think even get there. Even the most blue chip of crypto, like you know, the volatility will reduce on Bitcoin over time. Overall, Chainlink, Ethereum, these larger projects, but still compared to quote unquote blue chip, you know. Top, Remember, stop. Chainlinks had its first bull run. ETH had its full first bull run. What was it like? Twenty, you know, only one cycle ago in the grand scheme of things. For right, it's like only one yeah. cycle ago for Chainlink. So this next cycle would be the one that you'd expect. Like in theory, if it's like legit project, then it's this is the where the gigapump happens. You know, seven to one forty or whatever is is very much feasible um, in terms of like market cap size. And getting to be gigantic at that point, because um, at those levels, you're probably you're really talking about kind of like people start taking things very seriously with it. Right. It then becomes like some institutional grade liquidity and stuff, too. So um, 
Yeah, the great hope with Chainlink, for those who don't know, is that it'll be the universal gas token among the enterprise, um, among other things such as you know the enterprise solution for things like banks and governments that want to have their CBDCs talk to each other. Yep. So it has very big picture aspirations. It's kind of a credible cross-chain bridge, gas token, Oracle service, real-world asset authenticator of some kind, uh, working with basically like real-world authentication sorts of companies that have assets and stuff, tokenization of real-world assets. Um, and remember, it, it, it's a very special position when you have the when you are a oracle by nature, uh, because most other projects have to rely on an external oracle for the actual services. So when you are the actual oracle provider, um, I think I think the intuition there was that that's one of the most important features of finance. And therefore, if you have control over that, the stuff you can build connected to it is stuff that other blockchains and stuff just simply can't do at scale of that, ma of that magnitude. Um, and then with CCIP, you can connect basically lots of different blockchains together um, if they implement CCIP. And uh, that makes it very similar to IBC, but possibly even uh, like newer in a sense, so that the tech might be just as good, if not better. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about that part, though. I don't know how good the tech is. I haven't seen it. Or like have seen critiques of the differences between IBC and CCIP, but anyway, it's uh, there's um, if you actually believe that like a company that actually does something useful should should catch a bid, then then I think that's Chainlink, and it's consolidated so nicely that I don't I don't know if in the altcoin space it's among the lower risk lower risk plays out there. I would think. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't even. Personally, I wouldn't consider it an altcoin, but I guess it is. Um, and you, I'm, you actually gonna, I'm actually going to dip out here, though. Yeah, um, sure. The last note I'd leave on just on what you said is I believe CCIP and IBC can actually live like in harmony, serving sure. kind of different niches. Yeah, they, they can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They can. But anyways, have a good night, everybody. Sefi, yep. great host. And as always, catch you later, so. catch you later guys. I'm going to drop off here in a bit, too. Kareem, what you up to? Hey, Sefi. Uh, I just wanted to ask a, a really simple, simpleton question on Chainlink. Uh, what's the what's the, the, the tokenomics of it? Uh, is it just a governance token or is there some? No. The, so uh, first off, it started out as just basically a useless security coin. Um, basically, like half the supply is, you know, you know, chain link owned or whatever. And so there is that. So the FDV and everything, um, you have to assume that they're going to use that treasury appropriately and use it for growth. And that's going to benefit the the token holder at some point, you know, regardless of whether you think they're selling on you, which I'm sure they will. Like, why would they have the token if they weren't going to sell any of it? Um, so there's that piece of it. Um, on the other hand, there's the... Um, uh, like what what's happening is, you know how Rune sort of like is used to secure the value of that particular network. Similarly, the Chainlink token is going to be used as the sort of sort of value lock on like node services for oracles and stuff. So if a bank or something wants to create an Oracle network, you would create a kind of a Chainlink node network is my understanding. And Chainlink would be um, able to be staked uh, in those new systems. So Chainlink staking is not like one of those deals like proof of stake 
where you can just simply stake and get yield. It's they open up a certain amount of chain link that's allowed to be staked for that size of network. And you can earn yield off the transactions off that if you happen to stake during those seasons. So slowly, you're going to have more and more chain link that is staked into those type of networks. And there's a gigantic number of like build projects, they call them uh, chain link build, that are building these kinds of Oracle systems out. And a whole lot of adoption has been happening with this. And so the the presumption would be over the next few years that like more and more of the chain link will end up being uh, sort of locked up into these sort of staking protocols or whatever, and therefore like reduce some of the circulating supply, blah, blah, blah. And you know how it goes. So it's doing a lot more now than it did before. And the theory is that that's going to grow going forward as far as the use of the token for this purpose. Um, the other interesting thing is, by the way, I mentioned it's kind of a security. It's interesting that the U.S. government has never actually gone after Chainlink for, you know, ICOing basically with the security token. Um, and Chainlink was the most obvious security token because it didn't do shit as far as utility, right? Like it literally did nothing. It just basically enriched Chainlink in a sense. So this is the primary negative feedback people give about the token and its distribution, everything. Um, and therefore, it's like, why isn't it that SEC and everybody else, why didn't they go after Chainlink when they went after everybody else? And even when they like talked about, say, for example, Coinbase and tokens that they've listed, they, they mentioned Atom and a few other tokens that, you know, had various types of ICOs. But they, for some reason, didn't go after Chainlink. And no one's really sure why that is, unless maybe there's like, you know, some insiders that fucking hold the coin or maybe like, you know, because the, the Google people are involved or whoever else. So I don't know. I'm not really sure. But it's interesting that Chainlink did not raise the ire or the attention of the SEC like all these other coins did. Yeah, and to I, me, that's bullish in the sense that like if they would have gone after them, they would have done so by now, usually. Well, OK, so I guess it's still a potential risk. Like they, we could wake up tomorrow. Yeah, and you got to wait seven years to be not a risk. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, so when that's the limitations for sort of SEC oh. cases and shit, right? Oh, I didn't know that applied to financial shit. Um, yeah, so I think it's seven years, I believe. Yeah. What are we like a year away? <laughs> um, Chainlink started in what 2019, I believe. So we got we got oh. a ways to go. Oh, that's recent. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, okay, yeah. Because listen, I, I pride myself on like being technical and shit, but I haven't looked at like a chain link white paper in years and yeah i always just thought it was just fucking just sitting there i i actually was conf i like the idea but i just didn't understand the token aspect of of it so it looks like they're they're trying to loop in the the token now uh in their in their development yeah they're they're trying to use it for something and basically it's like very similar to, to Rune, how it secures the value of its network um, for each but network. Rune from the jump, right? Like Rune that's had correct. That from the beginning. Yeah, Rune, Rune is native to, the, native to the actual ecosystem, yes. The deterministic valuation of Rune is based on that. But this is different. This is being used a different way. Um, so, yeah, it's a roundabout sort of thing for sure. Like, Ch Chainlink is sort of like, almost like buying a stock in a sense. It's like, it's sort of a proxy to the success of Chainlink, but, you know, and then it's also just speculative bidding. So, you know, like it's as far as number go up, like in a bull market, like number go up, will go up for everything. So it's not like you have to worry too much about it.
it just depends on how badly you want number to go up 10x versus, I don't know, you know, 100x or something. <laughs> you have to think about that. But remember, like the stuff that can go up 100x is also the stuff that has usually a lot more risk associated with it, like risks that you may not know about right now that could happen, like whether it was Luna UST or for that matter, like, let's say Kujira, it's like, uh, it's a, you know, it's a closed source ecosystem. What if something quote unquote bad happened there as a result of that, right? Those kinds of things. So when things are early, the risk is higher because the, you don't actually know all the different problems that can happen. Or let's say all the team members are on a, you know, on a trip to the Kajira conference and a plane blows up and everyone dies, right? That can, that's going to materially impact the price of your coin, right? So I'm serious, like team risks are real. Uh, and therefore, like you don't go and put your life savings into, let's say, Kajira that's, you know, built by a relatively small team, especially if you're not sure if the success of that very centralized group is, you know, like you're pretty sure that the success of the chain has at least something to do with that, the, that group of people actually functioning. Um, right. So like, there's all these different aspects to, uh, making decisions about these things, but they're not like, and it's not that like the chain would halt necessarily. Right. But the, it's that the price action is going to refl be reflected very negatively and it may not be, you know, consistent with your <laughs> investment thesis or the leverage you just put on and something suddenly bad happens, the token price crashes. So these are the things that like charts and TA and shit don't predict, um, and um, so the technical analysis stuff is only so much as like the fundamentals remain solvent or there is no major fundamental impact on the actual chart. But if you find so the re relative bullishness or whatever is or bearishness has to do with some fundamentals. But um, I, uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, have you seen all this celestial slander from the near people, near protocol people recently? No, I haven't. What's their what's their vibe? Um, like Celestia just does one thing and near does everything. And then, um, it's, I don't know, fucking smaller mark, like mar smaller market cap, uh, than Celestia, but yeah, yeah. Celestia just, I don't know. I'll try to find the tweets, but I was just curious if you, I don't, I don't know that near and Celestia are doing the same thing. Exactly. Like near is basically a sharded chain, um, similar to like Eagle, Eagle and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. so they, they, created a reasonably scalable uh, um, chain. Um, the trick with all the L1s has been like, I guess, attracting all the developers and the users and everything. And that's the tricky part. Um, but yeah, Nier was kind of like on the tip of everyone's tongue last season. And this season, it seems like almost nobody's talking about Nier for some reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just not following the right, you know, that, those people or whatever, but. Yeah, let me... Um... I'm like frantically just trying to find find it. I'll it should take me like a second, but uh yeah, uh and and there's another thing too, it's like people in the development space have gotten used to everything being worth billions of dollars just by snapping their fingers and building something. The reality <laughs> is most of these chains um many of these chains are probably worth like, I don't know, you know, 10 million dollars <laughs> like like realistically. Um, if you were to talk about some kind of real world business, a lot of these things might be worth, I don't know, let's say for grins, it's like a hundred million dollars. Okay, fine. Um, so when, when people are like, uh, have their chains worth a billion and $2 billion, um, uh, you know, what they're really saying is how come you're not paying attention to my chain? Why are you going and buying that 
you know, Dogecoin or pump and dump or whatever it is. And mm -hmm. so this is where this sort of like midwit kind of behavior comes in and they complain about who knows what, <laughs> like, you know, like why are people buying that chain? It has terrible tokenomics and the, the team, the team has most of the coins and blah, blah, blah. Like Celestia look, is like a miserable tokenomics for like the end user. <laughs> right. That's why when Celestia, I bought it, I made like a two and a half X or some shit. I sold it. I'm out. I'm like, I'm out of there. I'm not having these VCs dump on my ass, but I'm going to go ahead and like ride the pump for sure. I'm fine with that. You know, <laughs> got it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, is Twitter down for you? Like when I swipe, when I try to search shit or go to my for you, it, um, yeah, it's been kind of wonky today. Not okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, you, you, the different tokenomics and things of these things, you can, you can definitely complain about almost any one of them. Um, that's why like the proof of work stuff that have had some fair launches, like, you know, Caspa has claimed to have some fair launch mechanics behind it and whatever, like, you know, and then a lot of people that got like really sick of like, um, DeFi governance bullshit and like all these arguments and whatever. Um, there's some, some people have definitely returned this season to the purity of some of the pure proof of work stuff. Caspa would be one example. Zephyr is another example. And, um, the, you know, there's others out there too, that like, there's a certain purity to the proof of work that some people just are like, if they're going to gamble on something, they'd rather gamble on those things than deal with all these, like what is perceived as higher risk things like teams and the risk of people going to prison and shit. And like, you know, like having to geo black off the planet because like, they're worried that, you know, you know, they're going to be caught up with the sec or some bullshit right so there is some purity to the the fact that like maybe having some small cap proof of works does make some sense um if you can find some half decent ones and there's some out there so I, I don't claim to know all of those up is much better at understanding proof of work stuff and he's not here right now um but as far as like the micro caps in that space um th there are definitely some out there even those though have complicated you know, token distributions and shit. So like, you know, there tend to be high distribution early in the course because the miners are printing money essentially. Um, and the, the incentive is to have high hash rates at the beginning to incentivize the network getting bigger. And as a result, like you may have high emissions early on in the, in the course, right? That's just part, that's just part of it. Um, that didn't keep Caspa from hitting like 3 billion market cap though. So, you know, like these things can pump a lot. Um, whether they can stay there or not, it's a different story. Just look at Bitcoin's history and you'll see how, what kind of volatility we're talking about. Very, very high volatility in the early days. It's pretty normal. Anyway, guys, I think I'm going to hit the sack here. It's been have fun hanging out with everybody. Uh, Ultra, Phil, Kareem, everybody else down there. Have a good Thanks day. for the space, Seppi. Catch you later. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politics
music I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt, we rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served.